I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I got $700 from my last show And I would spend it all on you So baby won't you fall on Or shall I say, think back 22 years ago to keep it on track. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. A toast, my granddaddy came sober. Counting all the fingers and toes. Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows, huh? Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house again um, on a Sunday morning uh yes nfl edition of the black guy who tips podcast where you know we have to uh do all kinds of awesomeness before setting our fantasy football lineups at twelve thirty. that's right guys yes we sacrifice for you that's right i would much rather watch uh fantasy focus now at 11 and yes and fantasy prepared. focus yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to the 0610. Yes. Uh, but this is a comedy podcast, uh, hosted by two, um, two people, husband and wife couple. Yep, yep. Uh, three times a week, we do a show. One of those shows being feedback that goes on for seven to 12 hours, depending on how many people. <laughs> the feedback uh, longer than the regular show. shows. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how many people, uh, decide to call the show. Yeah, we love the feedback. But, um, 
yeah so so basically we have uh you know we have a comedy podcast we do it a few times a week it's a husband and wife team and the motto of the show is what karen ain't nothing wrong if it's funny that's not the motto of the show Uh-oh. at all no no it is nothing wrong if it's funny <laughs> i'm sorry i said ain't but i'm, I'm sure sorry this, uh, nothing's remix came in. <laughs> nothing's wrong if it's funny yeah i don't know where this remix came in but um yeah it's nothing wrong if it's funny i don't know how you think the motto of our own show <laughs> pretty terrible um oh shit ain't nothing wrong if it's funny as far as i'm concerned but yes nothing's wrong if it's funny sir right um so yeah it's a comedy podcast and uh that's the model of the show and we uh basically we talk about a bunch of stuff man uh and uh to be part of this show to get in on this if you will uh you just need to go to the blackouttips.com isn't that simple yes it is go to the blackouttips.com if you need contact information hit the slash about so the blackouttips.com slash about. And then you can find out our Twitters, which is uh, mine is Rodman's Prime. Mine is Say That Again. That is in D-A-T. The show Twitter is T-B-G-W-T. The phone number for the show is 704-557-0186. The email for the show is theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, you can also do stuff like, you know, follow our Facebook page from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow our Tumblr page. Uh, you can subscribe to the actual website so that you get an update. Every time we're about to post a new episode, anything like that. Um, you know, these are things that help us out and help you out and keep you up to date with the show. Uh, we have a store. We have donations there where you can yes. donate to the show one time or recurring. Uh, we also have stuff like, um, donate your account button, all kinds of stuff where you can use social media to help spread the word of the show. So even the people that are broke and feel like, well, I, I'm a student or some shit or I got, you know, I can't contribute. Well, you can always help us by spreading the word, retweeting yes. us, stuff like that. That really helps the show out. Um, also, forgot to mention, but we are uh, nominated for or we're trying to get nominated for Stitcher Podcast Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you guys go to um, the Blackout Tips um, Twitter eight which is at TBGWT. The link is there. We'll also post the link on the site. We'll put it in the show notes of this episode. Um, it helps the show out, man. So make sure you guys, you know, uh, nominate us on Stitcher. Um, it only takes a few seconds, but, um, you know, it would be an honor just to be nominated with a lot of these podcasts. Yes. We can get our name in there. Yes, it would. And also, you don't have to be on Stitcher, have Stitcher to do this. Right. It's very simple. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Um, and this podcast is sponsored, double sponsored, if you will. This podcast is sponsored by our audio play box sets. Well, not ours for Shadow Dog <laughs> Productions audio play box set collections. Get dozens of audio plays on CD just for how much? A hundred bucks, Karen. Mm-mm. 75 i mean dexter Mm-mm. can't be making money Mm-mm. i be we've been to these productions karen no They're you professional he's yes, paying no. actors people are traveling no he's renting out a, 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 a underground sounds uh you know studio be- because i done told you dex is the used car salesman dex is crazy he's, with all the sales you know you think you're supposed to pay 99.99 no i don't think so 79.99 keep on going guess again 59.99 not yet come on down we keep lowering the prices to 19.99 i don't think so i think it's a little lower than that because well, i got the decks got the deal for you well uh all three collections uh you can get them for three dollars off 
which is just $27, you know, all three collections, because each collection is $10 typically. Um, and with their current 20% off of, uh, off of, their tw- current 20% off sale, um, for orders in, you know, October, the month mm-hmm. of Halloween. Yes. Um, you can get, uh, you know, with $20 or more, you can basically get all three for cheaper than ever because you're already getting $3 off each one for, you know, when you get them all together. So it's like, instead of 30, you'd be paying 27, Mm -hmm. but it's October. So you get 20% off of that shit because that shit don't give a fuck. You just giving the shit away. Apparently. No. Uh, cause everything's on sale. Come on down to shut it all productions. So now (laughs) it's right. So now is the time to get dozens of audio plays on CD, including some from Rod and Karen. That's right. Me yes. We have some. We Some people think we're funny. You're a fan of the show. Think about what that means. And you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Because uh, there's some that, um, yeah, that you haven't heard yet. So um, this is the time to get them because... We haven't always advertised all of them. Like on one skit, I get to play a cock blocker. Yes. Yeah. I didn't yes. even know that was out yet. So. Oh, that one's out yet. Yeah, that yeah. was a neat one. So you guys get to hear my. I'm what, in that one too. This you get to hear my what a cock blocker sounds like voice. Yes, and you was you yeah you was seriously you was blocking hard too, yeah. sir. I got a series. You was a wine of, blocker. It was a series of cock blocker. Oh lord. Um, there's a series of cock, uh, cock blocking going on here. Uh, check them out. Shadowdollproductions.com slash boxsets.html. Uh, the link will, as always, be on the site. Um, so you guys can get up on these box sets. But yeah, take advantage of the sales. And like mm-hmm. I said, it also helps us out, uh, a lot because they support us when you support them. So. Yes. You know, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship, and, uh, you know, they've been very good to us over at Shadow Dog Productions. So, uh, you know, y'all be good to them, man. Uh, oh, and I feel like saying this before we even get into the show. Mm-hmm. Thursday, um, uh, for like about 30 minutes, our guest, if everything goes right, everybody keep your fingers crossed, should be keeping uh, him from keeping <gasps> the girl. That's right. We uh, so you know, um, we appreciate everybody that helped spread the word, man, and uh, we appreciate the people that um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of crossover fans and stuff, and I think also it's a testament to um, not being a dick, like just be- oh shit, now keeping the girl. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, we will get to ask them a lot of questions and stuff like that. Uh, we we'll try to interview them and just talk to them and. Well, you know, try not to just blow them for 30 minutes because we just think they're so awesome. So. <laughs> I know, right? By the time they finish, like, well, y'all just clean all this sperm up we just put on your faces. Right. It's like, do you think that you guys are the hardest working or just the best or both like oh, we do? I don't know. Uh, we we don't care. We Whatever, whatever you want to do, you, 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 uh, we, we don't care. We're just glad that, that yeah. you came, did you, you showed up. You start crying and passing out like yes. girls at Michael Jackson <laughs> concert. Pulling my hair. Ow! My God! Pass out. Ow! But, um, yeah, we're gonna try not to, um, you know, pass out or, or faint. Yes, while we're live on the air. Talk to them, um, for about 30 minutes and just, uh, you know, talk to them about the podcasting game, talk to them about their show. And, uh, for people that listen to both shows, I'm sure it'll be great. But people that listen to our show, they'll just be happy that we're so happy, um, if they don't listen to Keith and the Girl, because I'm pretty sure we'll be asking some, um, 
pretty inside questions necessarily like that you might have to be up on their podcast for yes. but um everybody i think we've stated many many times like the amount of respect and admiration we love them and uh inspiration that they have been to us like yes um you know they just do their thing they're yes, so good they're like a roadmap almost right and uh, you know they're, they're the first podcast i heard of where it was like huh these two people aren't you know they're not famous by themselves like they made this podcast is what made them somebody and vice versa they made the podcasting game mm-hmm. what it is for so many yes, people yes and they've so. been in it for many many years like a, like they were in it prior to uh before a lot of people didn't even know what the fuck podcast was right. they was on the podcast game right so it's like people like um uh, there's and many people that we that you respect like kind of owe a lot of shit to them because mm-hmm. it's like um you know they found this avenue as a viable avenue because uh keith and him that was so fucking good um yep at turning it into something and like really going hardcore so yeah i I cannot wait to talk to them, man. And, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just announce it now in case I don't want to forget. So, uh, yeah, you definitely want to be there live at 5 o'clock on Thursday. Cause, um, yes, and most people in the podcasting game and in, and us and a lot of other podcasters, even in the uh, podcast circuit, uh, listen to Keith and the Girl. Right. So just keep your fingers crossed, guys. Yes. Um, all right. The other sponsor we have to talk about, because we always have, I did say we had two sponsors, Karen. Yes, sir. Um, and it, and it, I, it just reminded me to bring that up, because uh, Dexter sponsors the show, man, and when we get a good guest like that, I'm always like, good, man. Uh, more people hearing about Shadow Dog, too. Yes. All right, let me get some sexy music for the second sponsor. This is a great song to sing to your dildo. Can yeah. I get a kiss in my baby? I never realized how rapey the song sounded. I don't know, it's different. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it like that. Can you yeah. let me go before I let you go, girl? Anyway, fellas, <laughs> are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Ladies, have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Of course you have. Because... You care, don't you? I hope you do. You look in the eyes when you have sex sometimes. (laughs) Unless you hit it from the back. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off for just about any item. But that's not all. Mm -mm. You also get 50% off. Uh, in addition, well, to the 50% off, I guess. You also get... (laughs) You also get an addition of 50% off three free adult DVDs of white people in slow motion and in costumes with big budgets doing pornography. Yeah, saying don't let me go. It's for all the people that went to Hollywood to become actors. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, you know what? quite make it. I'm going to do some pornography, but I still want to use my acting, acting skills. That's right. And you can see like this person could have been somebody if they could have just landed that role on Buffy. That true, yeah. But true. now they're sucking cocks, and it's like good. They good still for acting. everybody. Yeah, yeah. They're still performing. Yeah, like I bought and shit, you. They might get paid more. I was like, I bought you in that role. I believed that you knew what you were doing, Bree Olsen, when you played the sheriff. Yes. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. Shh. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in a hundred dollars shipping. No. Oh wait a minute, fifty dollars shipping. 
Mm-mm. Bring that down, son. Free shipping? Thank what? you. What? What are they thinking? You can't be sending people sex items for free. But Adam and Eve is doing it. Adam and Eve is doing it as long as you put in TBGWT. Y'all use Um, that code. Tell your mama, tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell everybody. You know, winter is coming. And since winter is coming, y'all got y'all got to keep warm. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, you can keep warm with some KY warming gel, which uh, will get 50% that off That is the shit. If y'all don't know nothing about that, get up on that. And you can also, uh, you know, do stuff like um, get your sexy Halloween costumes from there. Yes, you and, can. Uh, it's not much difference between that and just going to fucking. You can... You might can even skip the Halloween party and stay in it. <laughs> yeah, what, well, well, girl, why we gotta get costumes, girl? You can take them clothes off for free. Yeah. Um. So check out AdamandEve.com for this special offer. Get fifty percent off of one item when you type in TBGWT for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. Yes. Yes. Winter is coming, and you should be coming, too. I know so. All right, man. Let's do some uh, podcasting, if that works for you. Yes. All right. Um, The UPS store. Um, yeah, we hadn't talked about this yet. What? Why? What is wrong? Like, all right, so we I ordered some stuff for the show. Um, you know, we need another mic before we can have four guests in the shoot studio, so I ordered that. It's here now, but... Um, Apparently, buy.com um, decided, uh, fuck your address change, son. We're sending it to your old place. So I'm like, all right, it's going to my old place. That That's crazy, but I'll just pick it up from the UPS. Like, they have an actual center where you can just go pick it up later, you know. And I was like, I guess I have to drive across town and go pick it up, right? So this is, um, you know, I think maybe a, a Tuesday or something, that I realized that this is going to the wrong address. So I checked the status online. It's like, it's at the UPS facility for pickup. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, I was thinking about I was like, wait a minute. It's 2012. All right? There's, there's all kinds of technology. Yes, it is. We live in the future. <laughs> At least I hope we did. I thought we did. So I'm like, all right, maybe I can call them. Because there's an option on there that says, if you need to change the delivery of this thing, you need to log in and change it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, all right, well, maybe I'll call them and see if I can get them to change the address. Um, so I call them, and I'm like, look, y'all sent this shit to the wrong address. Um, I know it's not your fault. That's what the shipper said. But is there any way you can deliver it to the correct address? And it was like, no. I'm like, well, fine, then that's fine. Just... Don't even worry about redelivering it. Just put it on hold, and I'll go pick. I'll come pick it up. And they said, "Okay, that's cool." So then, now this is where I fucked up. I'm thinking like, because I originally got this from BestBuy.com. Now, what a lot of people go, did you say Buy.com? Well, here's the thing: when you buy certain things on like BestBuy.com, and they don't have it at Best Buy, like they don't actually have it in their stores or their warehouses. What they do is like they kind of third party mm-hmm. do the order for another company. So while I ordered from BestBuy.com, who actually ships it and gives it to me is Buy.com. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I don't know why they, they I don't know why they do that exactly, but that's what happens, you know. Um, so Buy.com or whatever is like um, sending it to the wrong address or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's this is kind of whack, you know. Um, so I go to our, um, you know, I, I call them and I'm like, hey. Best Buy, 
what why are y'all sending this to the wrong address my other shit went to the right address why is this going to the wrong address and it's like oh okay it looks like some kind of mistake in our system we could just go ahead and change that i'll call ups right now they call ups now best buy is the you know the customer the shipper basically you know mm-hmm. ups is like yeah you can't change it and uh they say you can't change the address because it's already been changed once and it was by you know me when i asked them could i just pick it up now they were going to do this anyway i was going to pick it up like 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 it's not like i actually changed it in their system they weren't going to deliver this shit again and we're going to pick it up so i'm like Mm -hmm. okay so y'all can only change it once in 2012 Ah! with our computers and shit like that this shit can be done instantly yeah nobody can log in right right okay like now in a world of electronics like i don't know who invented the you can only change this once rule but like hit some the manager ba- who don't have to deal with changes yeah like you can't hit the backspace or the refresh button <laughs> like really you can't just uh go back one time and go okay and actually just erase that and put this new shit in like the customers on the phone and that's me and the shippers on the phone and we are collectively asking you to just change this. Now, keep in mind, this is only like two minutes after I, I got him to change it to pick up, right? Two minutes. So it's not like it's so fucking outlandish to think that, oh, you should be able to change this back real quick, you know? And it's like, and I was like, so, um, y'all can't, y'all can't do anything. And he's like, nope, uh, we only get to change it one time. I was like, but I just was talking to you like <laughs> 30 seconds ago. Yes. Yeah, like you really like not even. Nope. Is you just, it'll be here for pickup for the next five business days. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. And sometimes I think motherfuckers is just lazy. I mean, I don't mean no harm. I think like, no, I always been changed. I don't want to change again. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I mean, I believe that it's a rule, Karen. Don't get me oh, wrong. Okay. I just don't believe that that, that it's like true that that's all they can do. Yeah, like you know, it'd have been something where you'd have had to push the subject. Yeah, it's like when you're a waiter and they say stuff like, "Oh, Rod, you know, you can't put, um, you know, you can't put in uh, any, uh, I don't know, like you can't put any orange juice into the coffee mugs." And it's like, yeah, okay, I won't do that. But then let's say a customer goes, "Hey, man, can you give me some orange juice and put it in the coffee mug?" I I would do it. Why? Because I. I the, it's not a big deal. No, it's not. It's a dumbass rule. Like, it, d- drink it out of whatever the fuck you want to drink it out of, right? <laughs> well, drink it out your hands. I don't give a damn. Well, that's kind of the thing with the with the shipping thing. Is like, just change it. It's it's not uh, like I want it. Right. I know you. No one makes a computer that can't do something that fucking simple. Like, it's just, ain't that the truth? It's just some type of rule. And I guarantee, if it was like you know, uh, I mean, and let's be honest. Technically, you have a multi-billion-dollar company on the line with you telling you change this address, and you're going fuck you. The customer changes the pickup. It's like, uh, what do you mean? Just, just I'm Best Buy, nigga. Change my shit. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous, man. So anyway, they big timed us, and I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I get off the phone. I'm like, all right. I guess next time I know to call the the shipper first, mm-hmm. and then they'll tell UPS or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You know. So, um, I go, all right, I, I can't d- pick it up today. It was like fucking Tuesday night. Everything was closed. So I, I was like, I'm going to wait till Friday. I'm going to get off work. I'm just going to drive across town. Lord knows traffic is terrible in Charlotte and uh, rush hour. But I'm just like, I have to do it, right? 
so friday comes around you know i know that they're going to be holding it up there for five days mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile i'm actually checking my package every day to make sure that it's still there for will call because mm-hmm. at this point i just don't trust these motherfuckers it's like mm-hmm. the third or fourth time ups has let us down so uh we get off work on friday and um karen's like oh, i want to go with you right now it's not a big deal uh karen actually live you know we live very close to my job so it's like all right let's get out of here and uh let's roll so i go pick karen up get in the car driving in you know stop and go traffic all the way across town the whole time i'm the only thing that's giving me solace is hey if we pick up the mic today we can do our feedback show at the right time Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about you know ruining our saturdays yep you know let's just get arranging right so we get all the way up to the ups store and uh we're standing in line and it's just some some lady is ahead of us and she she's like like, and i'm not exaggerating like 350 360 pounds yeah she was she was she was yeah and it was like she looked like honestly she looked like honey boo boo mama she did didn't she She just like her she did and she was waiting on a teddy bear Mm -hmm. that i guess weighed a certain amount of pounds it was like a big ass teddy bear like huge 40 pound teddy bear or some shit and she's just like, you know, talking to the lady like, oh, you know, where's my box? I know what's coming up here. It was a teddy bear it's supposed to be in the back. And it's just like, well, each person is taking a turn to go to the back and come back and tell her they ain't got it. <laughs> it's like, OK, well, I'll go look again. I'll be right back. Two minutes later, I just don't see it. And there's only one person working this little shift. Yep. And the line is like, I don't know, six, seven, eight people long. Right. So uh finally it gets, you know, she, it turns out Honey Boo Boo's uh, actual bear is back there. Yeah, it is. It took one of the people who actually work in the back to come back and was like, y'all blind. Y'all can't see. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I like you. Anyway. So, you know, we get to our turn and, uh, you know, I give her all the, the tracking information and shit. And, um, like, I tried to I, I tried to use my iPhone to show it to her. And she's like, I can't read. I, don't, I, I need my glasses. I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck you work around computers? Why don't you have your glasses on, ma'am? Yeah, how do you work around computers, tracking numbers, and packages all fucking day, and you ain't got no glasses, and you need them? So I'm just like, all right, fuck it. Um, it's one Z eight O. You know, read off the shit, right? So she goes ahead. She 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 puts the shit in the computer, and it comes up. Uh, she just gets this look on her face. She doesn't say anything to me. She just looks at me. And then she goes away for a second. And then the manager comes out with her. And then they both look at it. And then the manager does She did this thing where it's supposed to sound like it's news to everybody. Right? Like, <laughs> like we're, we're all supposed to be surprised together that my shit isn't going to be there. Because she's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Like, like she said it like we all forgot. Not, not Mm-mm. like I didn't tell them to hold my shit. 74 hours ago or 72 hours ago like i didn't tell them to do that so uh, i'm like i'm supposed to go oh damn you right it ain't here so she's like uh okay oh you know what that is yeah see that's on the truck went out for delivery um but uh it'll probably be back it should be back in tomorrow you can pick it up and i was like what why it's why did it go out for delivery though we changed it to pickup mm-hmm. and now here's the thing um and maybe 
I'm the uh, asshole in the situation because Karen's absolutely right. But I'm thinking it's a zero or one like a computer, right? Either my shit is here or my shit is not here. Now, that is the end for me. Personally, fuck you. I'm getting back in my car before I cuss you the fuck out because I drove my ass up here and I told you to hold my motherfucking shit and you decided, no, let's put it on the truck. And, fuck sh- it. and ship it to the fucking wrong address again. Right. I even asked, I said, well, is it going to the right address this time? I'm like, oh, no, no, actually I didn't. I just like my shit ain't here. I'm going home. Because the way I see it is either I get home and my package is there and my new address that I told them to deliver it to or... I get home and it's not there and it's going back up to fucking UPS tomorrow morning anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And the feedback show is now fucked. We're not going to be able to do it till 2 in the afternoon or some shit, you know, fuck up my whole day because the show going to be 12 hours long, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Um, so I'm like, all right, I, I can't, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. So we, we just go get in the car and, um, Karen is like, and I was like, you know, we're both kind of pissed and Karen's like, yes, I, uh, you know, I was like, I'm ready to just go. She's like, and I was like, I don't even know if they even send it to the right address. I don't know why it's not there. I don't know any of this shit. So, um, she was like, uh, yeah, apparently, um, you know, even though three days ago I told them just make it wheel call, um, you know, this shit was on a truck somewhere, some, for some fucking odd reason, they didn't get the note from three days <laughs> to not do this shit, right? So, um, I was like, I maybe, I don't know. So Karen's like, I want to go back in and, and talk to him again. And I'm just sitting up here like, fuck me. I just want to go home. My gas tank is close to E. I need to get gas. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this shit. It's high. I didn't say any of this to, to Karen. No, he didn't. I just was like, okay, go in, you know, like get it out your system kind of. Cause I'm not, I don't, cause basically I don't want to be in the car hearing that we should have went back in and talked to them all day. Right? I just like, mm let Karen go handle that. So Karen goes in and I'm thinking in my mind, like, well, she's just gonna walk to the front of the line and ask her question because we've already been waited on. Karen patiently waits in line again. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, so I gotta sit in the car for ten minutes going, Yeah, I, I rather would have just hit the road. <laughs> rather would have just went home. If I thought that she was gonna go in there and then just wait for ten minutes to be waited on again, I would have just gotten said, stay in the car, let's go. True, I but, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was just gonna walk in and say, Hey, well, what about this thing, you know? And um what did they say when you walked back in, Karen? Yeah, I was like, um, when uh you said it was the lady said it was at eight o'clock cutoff time and she was like yeah you call like eight seventeen, and she was like it takes like 24 hours for the no or, 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 or so many hours after notification or she was like well if you do it after, yeah no it was like if you do it after eight o'clock it's next day 8 p.m right and so i was like well he did it after 8 p.m but it was like two days ago so yeah. I, so they should know by now. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I, you know, it's a delay. And she was like, yeah, she was like, yeah. When, uh, when she looked in here, I don't think she's seen, uh, that, but I was like, fuck, it don't make a difference. Cause the fucking package ain't here. Right. See, that's how I was. That's why I didn't go back in. And it's kind of low key. Why I didn't want you to go back in. Who gives a fuck? It's not there. Nothing you can say is going to make it there. Like, yeah, yeah. It, and like it, the only thing, the only solace that I took in Karen going back in is when she came out, they actually did admit that they fucked up and put it on the, on the thing to go, on the truck to go out for delivery when they shouldn't have. 
Yeah, that's what the lady told me. Not the supervisor, but the lady. She was like, yeah. She was like, it went out on the truck. And she says, probably going to come back. She said, either you can come back tomorrow. Or she said, you can either wait until the uh, man come back. I was like, we'll, we'll just come pick it up tomorrow. Because I wasn't going to wait that 15 hours for the UPS man to come back with my shit. Yeah, and uh, so I get home. And uh, I'm pissed. And I basically tweeted about it. Like, man, f- basically UPS had me drive across town. Yeah, and you know, and fucking rush hour traffic to find out that uh, my package isn't there, and it was supposed to be because, and they made a mistake and sent it out. And I was like, this is a fucking waste of my time. So uh, apparently, and I never do this, but I put like at UPS. Now I didn't even know if that's their actual Twitter. I think but it is. I just I just put it there anyway. Like it's probably their Twitter. If not, fuck them anyway. My package is, is either there, or it's not. And that's the end of it. I didn't think they were hiding my package. You know, it's not like they had the mic backstage listening to it. Uh, <laughs> Singing on it. Yeah. Playing rap, with that shit. Rapping in the back and shit. Like, it, obviously, it's just not there. Um, so I was like, uh, look, man, um, you know, fuck, fuck UPS, basically. And I get a Twitter response. It's like, hey, uh, sorry to hear that. Could you email us the tracking number and tell us about it? And I was like, hmm. Okay, I normally just go, fuck you. What can you do about this anyway? Because what could they do? It's either there or it's not. Mm-hmm. So what? Is, all the customer service in the world can't help that shit. Mm-mm. So I, um, you know, I, I basically uh, I send them the email anyway, right? Against my better judgment, and I was like, this is exactly what happened. You know, I, I tried to get the address changed, tried to get this, and then you guys uh, pretty much fucked me on both ends. You didn't change my address, so you didn't deliver it to the right place. And also, when I did ask you to hold it, you did not fucking hold it. So I show up, and it's gone, and your manager's acting like it's a surprise to everybody when ah! she obviously fucked up, and they knew they fucked up. Yeah, And they could have just been like, yeah, you did everything right, you did everything on time, and we still fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Our bad. Sometimes that's all I need to hear is, Sorry. Yeah, and, and we'd have been, you know what? And I think we'd have been fine if she'd have been like, you know what? I look in the system. You did everything you were supposed to. Our bad. Um, it got delivered out anyway. But that woman wanted to Cuban B everything we said and was like, you know what? Um, yeah. Um, y'all went past eight o'clock two fucking days ago, ma'am. Two days ago. Right. So I, I was like, uh, you know, I explained it to them, and they hit me back and they were like, okay, we're sorry to hear that. Um. You know, let us call some people and find out what happened. And they, so they, they call us. I mean, no, so they email us back and it's like, you will be getting a call from the manager tonight and all the stuff with your package. I was like, okay, cool. You know, cause I don't, I, like, since I don't go in with high hopes, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, what could, what's the worst thing that could happen? We don't get our package anyway. Like, yeah, we got it. Mm-hmm. We still, we, either still. way, we still, unless you go on to, uh, uh, knock on our door because y'all made sure y'all had a runner send it, we still gotta wait till tomorrow. Right. So, um, basically we, you know, uh, I get a call that night, uh, like right around like 740, 745, which is, too late to drive across town to pick up our stuff, but it's like, okay, um, your, your, your package is back here at the UPS center or whatever, and you can come pick it up tomorrow. And then they give me a new tracking number. It's like, just use this tracking number when you go pick it up. It's the will call number. And I'm just thinking like, uh, it's, yeah, okay, more shit for me. Right? <laughs> How about you just remember my name and uh, the tracking number that we already fucking had, you know? Um, but yeah, so they do, you know, they do that shit. And then, uh, we go pick it up the next morning, different people working there. So nobody I could cuss out from yesterday. 
I don't know if that's I don't know if that's strategic. Like they was just like, go in the back, girl. Go, go in the, the back. back. He, he back. Come. But um, Hope I'm back. <laughs> yeah, we got our mic. It felt like a fucking get one uh, achievement on a fucking Xbox. Xbox. It was like a, one of the hard ones too, man. It was such a bullshit. And man, it was but. a waste of time. And and the, the thing about it is that everybody harps on customer service, customer service, customer service. And like you said, with, with technology, and I understand people fuck up. Please don't get me wrong. But with a lot of the technology, a lot of it is just to streamline errors like this. Yeah. And I know things are still going to happen. But it's just something. If I call you and you put it in the system, it should be an instant change. Like, can, we, can I just get a we fucked up? I'm sorry. True. I mean, your system is fucked. It is j- a jacked up, system. ridiculous system. What kind of system doesn't allow for someone to go back and go, oh, they want this now. The customer wants this thing now. It's paying you. I, I, it's, let me just change that. Well, what kind of system? You can make one change and one change only, sir. It's like, come on, man. Like, hey, uh, just fuck them, man. Um... Uh, I, I like, and I can't. Here's the thing about that UPS bullshit. I guarantee every shipping company's not like that. No, I guarantee there's other shipping companies you can call and you go, "Hey, I have the person who shipped it on the line. I have the person who's supposed to receive it on the line, and they need to change it to this address now. So we made a mistake somewhere along the line. Can we get this fixed? Your job is to fucking fix it. That is your job. Your job is not to be like, oh, we can change it one time and that's it. Okay, we made it. We'll call. And then we fucked up the wheel call. But that's still a surprise to everybody. We can't believe that even happened. Like, shut the fuck Mm-mm. up. Um, all right, man. So I was, uh, we had a fire drill at work the other day. And uh, it was one of those ones where they, like, emailed us before to let us know, like, there will be a fire drill today. And, you know, we're going to. Um, oh, wait, did y'all have to evacuate the building? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, not at my job. <laughs> they just pulled that shit. You're like, fuck, now we got to go outside and stand. Yeah, that's what we have to. Yeah. No, we don't get no, we don't get no upfront notice. They oh do. no, no, no. This was a test. Okay. And they they let us know because it's like a new oh, building. Oh, okay. So it's okay. like there will be a test at this time. So you know, make sure you guys are ready to go. So we are. You know, the first time I don't think anybody was ready because we were like learning the instructions to lead a building <laughs> as we were fucking running for our lives. Right? <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it's like uh, a fire drill. Now everybody's looking at the diagram. Like, okay, I think that's a left. <laughs> three. Is this three paces? What? What is X marks the spot? Where the hell am I supposed to be going? Okay, now let's see. That's Ron's desk. <laughs> yes. So if you go from Ron's desk and make a right. Hold up, no, that's Adam's desk. Oh, what is this flames behind us? We need to get to moving. Yeah. (laughs) So we would all die if the shit happened the first day. Yes, picture flames. But we got out much faster this time, right? And so I was standing outside, and you know, normally I either have my headphones on or playing on my phone or something but uh uh, a couple of my co-workers i become friendly with them so i was talking to them and um you know we were talking about you know just like fire drills and shit like that and uh i was making a joke like um you know if it's a i was like i i was one of the first people out because my thing with the fire drill is let's get it over with and i'd much rather be i'd much rather be at the front of the fire drill line than the back because mm-hmm. the front people get out the fastest right mm-hmm. also they get back in the building the fastest because i all you start the line of where people are going to start turning around yes you know everybody walks behind you and goes okay this is where we wait so you know i just wanted to get over with so um you know and i i, I got out of there you know in one of the early parts of the group and so <laughs> we're talking to i'm talking to my coworkers and 
uh i was like yeah man you know i'm I, I think if i wanted to i could just push everybody down the steps if it was a real fire and just jump over them and and, and i'd be the first one out you know mm-hmm. it's like a joke or whatever mm-hmm. and um he was like yeah man but you don't want to fit that stereotype and i was like stereotype what fucking stereotype if this building was on fire nigga i would push you well like I I was like, what stereotype? I was like, you know, but I like it. Was, like he's a white dude, right? So oh, I just tried okay. to play it cool. Like maybe I know what it is, and like maybe he's maybe I just don't remember the stereotype. Maybe I haven't heard about it before, or whatever. But I was like, okay, so um, what um, I was like, stereotype? Yeah, I guess not. You know how you do that thing where you like agree, but you don't know what the fuck they talking about. I was like, ha yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to fit the stereotypes uh <laughs> so he was oh, like um so he was like yeah you know at my old job we had a lady that completely fit the stereotype and like whenever it was a fire she would freak out and you know act all crazy and like run downstairs and like oh, i gotta get out of here it's a fire and i was like ah i don't think that's a stereotype for black people no unless it's a secret white stereotype that they have of us like the cheese eating thing <laughs> I got another stereotype, Karen. And then, like, in my mind, I immediately start thinking I have to combat this stereotype that I was not aware of five minutes ago. Me either. So now when there's a fire, I'm going to be like, everyone calm down, calm down. <laughs> Get in a single foul, orderly line. Exit to the right. You see the exit signs above you? They are lit in bright red. I will stay behind and save those who are in the bathroom and other places. I would like to mon- to be a, a, a fire monitor. I volunteer myself. Ha! You got your orange slash. Because I am not afraid of stereotypes. I will. It's like, and then like I catch on fire. Everybody's outside. And it, I'm the only person in the building. And I'm just burning. And I'm like, tell my wife I did not die of stereotype. <laughs> Remember me. Fuck that. Yeah. I, I, but I didn't know there was a stereotype. I wonder if it comes from like. Tom and Jerry cartoons and shit. Cause remember whenever was a, that, that, remember that black mammy lady and she'd be like, Oh, it's a fire, Tom. It's a fire, Tom ass. Like maybe it came from something like that. Or, but I don't, and, I don't know where, where to even go to confirm the stereotype. Me either. And I guess for me, um, I'm like this. Every time the fire thing go off, I assume it's fucking real. Like, I don't play no games, but like this. Oh, so you do fit the stereotype, then. I, I don't push people over and all that bullshit, but I quickly and promptly get my ass up and go out the closest no door. I don't be get, getting breakfast. I don't finish my coffee, because every time we've had a fire drill, with the exception of the past two, we fail them shits. Like, like, cause you know, they time you. They like, everybody needs to be out of being at this time. Everybody, you know, they time it to be sure that everybody gets out of being at, 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 at a right time. Mm-hmm. Well, you have people standing right beside the building at the fire drill. You know, you're supposed to stand so many feet away. They stand right beside the building. You have people coming out with laptops, munching, had, had a, uh, coffee cups, snacking. All kinds of bullshit, and you know we get a letter go, hey y'all, we failed the fire drill we had three weeks ago. Um, we don't know when we're gonna get another one, but just know we're gonna get another one. Then they have a list of shit you should not do. Mm-hmm. So it's like y'all don't care about y'all safety. So if this was a fucking real fire, you would die because you're too busy thinking it's not real. So I don't fucking play. I don't want to get burnt. So I hit alarm. It's time to move your ass out the building. 
okay so maybe karen is the example of uh black people being afraid of fires i guess i am i don't want to die that is, that is a stereotype that is real i didn't even know that uh people was out here doing that because I, I mean i the thing is for me i mean i just treat it like it's a drill um because i know it's a drill it's not like i'm running out the building or tripping anybody or anything like that um no i, I wouldn't like do- i don't have that much passion behind it. it's just like if it's a fire i do want to be out of the building but yeah i assume that that's what everybody's doing i don't know like i don't see all this like lollygagging and shit at the companies yeah. i've been where oh everybody's just like moonwalking down the stairs and cutting up like yes. most most of the people at my job get the fuck out and so the pe- so the, all the black people at your job leave uh, quickly and the white people stay? Is that what's going on, Karen? It's half and half. You have some people, period, to take it seriously and they just get up and leave. But do you have somebody like, oh, fuck it, I, I, my, my brownie cooking or my, my bacon in the oven. Fuck that, I'm on break or snack or whatever. And they just lollygag on out whenever they feel like it. Hmm, that sounds like uh, maybe that's a your company thing. Because I've been in a few companies. I've never had this issue. Uh, uh, I've never had this issue before either, but... The, them folks is like mm-hmm. and i guess for me because for ours you don't ever know when like they do have some like you said pre-planned where they'll say hey you know we're, we're testing the alarms at this time and or things like that which is one thing but ours are just prompt to it just randomly goes off yeah everybody has those sometimes we don't get a warning every time we have a fire drill no but see the the, the, the thing about our fire drills that when we fail it they come back more frequently until we pass yeah so so it's annoying everybody also does that too um yeah i guess what i was gonna say is just more like um i I was i didn't think this was a black thing i just thought it was a people who don't want to get burned thing Uh, yeah it is people that don't want to get burnt thing okay yeah it's like i so i've never even looked at it as a racial thing but apparently it is now i'm gonna be paying attention to see if like if the fire alarm goes off and everybody's like oh help me jesus lord no or what you know oh. <laughs> yeah oh lord thank you jesus i'm almost made a... what does that fall sound? down the steps falling down the steps yeah eddie murphy talking about his his aunt when she would fall down the steps yeah how she took forever well i guess we falling down the steps running from um the the court i mean running from uh the job uh speaking of uh didn't you have a random thought that you wanted to do yes yeah go ahead uh yesterday i went to go get my hair done right and so I was going down the road, and and I was uh, right above your mom's house, and uh, one of the areas uh, does what we talked about on one of the last shows, how they like buy like a, a open spot and make it a costume Halloween p- store. And so one of the places above there took like a, a empty uh, uh, office place and made it a co- a costume store. So I was riding down the street, and all of a sudden. I look up on the corner across from me at the stoplight, mm-hmm. and this is black dude in a Spider-Man outfit, and he like web slinging, crazy on the side of the corner. Web slinging? Yes. What do you mean by web slinging? He's, he's he's like crouching, getting down, acting like he's shooting webs, like Spider-Man does. Oh, but there's no actual webs coming out. No, he uh, ain't no webs coming out. So he looked like a nut on the side of the road that just pointing his, his elbows and, and squatting down and he and looked like he just working out on the side of the road. I was like, what the fuck is this? I say, oh, it's for the Halloween, a Halloween thing, but why don't, why didn't he wear a mask? I thought Spider-Man had a secret identity. Like, I see him. I, I knew who he was. There was no secret to this black Spider-Man. 
Oh, you figured out his identity. Yes. <laughs> Terrible Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like, so maybe it's like the Amazing Spider-Man movie where the mask comes off every like 10 minutes. Yes. I was like, what is going on here? So that's my random doll. I just, 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 it just took me off guard. Yeah, it was, a, it was a black Spider-Man, so maybe it was Miles Morales, you know? It may have. He had some shades on, though, but, but <laughs> he was, yeah, see, he was, he was terrible Spider-Man. <laughs> and tennis shoes! <laughs> I kind of feel like if, if the Spider-Man really was black, that's how you would dress in some, some shoes, tennis shoes, some shades on. You'd be like, nigga, I don't need no secret identity. Can't get no bitches at the club, no secret identity. Um, they gotta know who I am. Let me, uh, it's terrible. My spider's chain. <laughs> my spider sense is tingling. <laughs> have a, he'll be a rapper and have fucking rap music and shit and videos. Oh, yeah. His name be Spiderwebs or Spideys. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man swag. I know, right? Um, Spider-Man swings. Speaking of black people, I'm pretty sure this is a black thing. Uh, I was at a basketball court the other day, and this dude openly threatened to kill somebody and i don't think people understand that like police are at the ymca oh so like that's actually a threat now the dude yes no one pressed charges no one reported them but But still you can't do that yeah oh basketball because they could have arrested you for that bullshit and this, interrogated you or something yeah and this dude was like you know 30 something right he's 30 something years old and it's like, dude, you're threatening to kill people over a basketball game? Like, it was something like, I get my boys, come out here and da-da-da-da. And the I get my boys shit is by far my favorite of the dumbass threats. Yeah. Because, one, you're telling them, I'm not going to do shit. True. And two, unless your boys are about uh, 10 seconds away from walking in that door... The fuck your boys gonna do if everybody just starts whooping your ass now? Nothing, you know. So it's, I'll get my boys, man. We're gonna come back and fuck you up. Or hey, all this nigga, shit. you too old to be fighting. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna call my boy. So he gets on the. He, he walks out the the gym, and I guess he gets his cell phone and calls some dude or some shit, right? And so everybody just stays there, keeps playing ball, cause you know whatever, you know. And I know this guy. I played ball with him several times, and he likes me for some reason. Which uh, is kind of like that Fayetteville State thing where I played ball in the projects for all these years. And yeah, no, everybody everybody got along with yeah, me. Yeah, all the dope dealers and everybody was like, ah, Jordan, he cool. Right. Everybody liked me, but then I fuck around and uh, bring some of my college uh, you know, classmates out there. And they end up getting almost beat up and shit every time. So it's like, I don't know why hood people like me, but thank goodness for it. Because you talk to people like they people. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think them, you know. I don't know. I'm not even going to front. And, and, and because they were like, oh, you you big and you black and I you might whip my ass. So we No, know. they big and black, too, in these projects, too. And That's they got true. guns and shit. It's not no. I don't know. You, I don't know. No, I don't think it's a secret. I, I don't know if there's something about you that they just like, you cool. Yeah, I guess okay. so. I don't know. Like, I'll make a few jokes, but I normally don't talk too much, and I normally don't talk too much shit. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. Folks um, be coming over there talking shit, and no, blow your head off. You don't know people like and that. I, I naturally get to know people's names and shit like that. I observe a lot, but even with all that, um, you know, a lot of people go to the hood, and they leave out there like, yeah, I got fucked up, man. Like, 
<laughs> like it, like literally we would be playing ball right and i'm keep in mind i'm in college I, and then like my boys from school they'd be like hey the gym's closed we're gonna come out there and play ball with you at, at your college you know i mean at the at the hood mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah man i don't know if y'all should do that oh we coming out there anyway nigga just let you know we'll see you so i go out there and i see them pulling up oh what's up fellas what's up man we got nicks and all this shit and they run together, which is a mistake. You should run with the hood niggas. Don't run together. Yeah, um, because then they be like, y'all coming over here with y'all on click. Yeah, you start issues. Right. So they start playing, and like minutes in to the game, these niggas are getting undercut. They're getting fouled real hard. And without them even talking shit, the college dudes, they not even really talking shit. But it's like the, the hood dudes start talking shit to them. Like, get your ass up, college boy. Oh, soft ass nigga, like all this shit was just like oh yeah. Man. They can, and on top of that, you probably didn't come off like that, but they probably spotted them. They were like y'all are college boys. Well, also because they kept um, because the college dudes came up there in a group. Part of them is like feeling like I have to maintain my rep amongst my college peers, so I can't get punked <gasps> out here. So it's like they shouldn't even talk shit. They should just keep playing. Mm-hmm. You know, take the loss if you're going to lose or whatever. But instead, they start talking shit back. And I'm like, see, and this is how yeah, it you goes, get huh? shot. Right. And end up getting fucked up and leaving early. And fuck this court, man. Fuck y'all. Nigga, fuck you. All this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is. But like in, in the YMCA this the other day, this dude is threatening to kill people. And then he comes over and plays ball with me. And we just playing ball and having a good time. Like I was ah! like literally thirty seconds ago, he was telling some dude he's about to kill him and call his boy to come shoot everybody, and now he's on my side of court. Like, what's up, Rod? And I'm like, damn, these white people in here looking like really, y'all cool? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, okay, Rod, you cool with the dude that's gonna kill everybody? That's like no typical, typical blackness, <laughs> right? Typical black people. So um, anyway, we're playing ball or whatever. Look at them. They all stick together. And um, I I think playing ball against me kind of calmed them down because we were just kind of making jokes and talking shit, you know, like in a friendly way. And um, I think I saved everybody's life at the YMCA. Like, honestly. I'm glad you did. Safest Negro I'll ever know. Apparently so, because when we walked out the court, he did have a dude there. They had his hand in the gym bag that was, like, just watching the other dudes on the court. Like, on the other side of the court, I guess, waiting for this guy that I was playing ball with to, like, come off the court and tell him who to shoot or whatever, right? Tell him to, you know, who they're going to pull a gun out on. And instead, they just kind of got up and uh, and left, and, and nothing happened. And I was like, I wonder if I stopped everybody from getting shot. Like, he didn't I'm- even talk shit to those people on the way out. He just got up and left. I'm glad you did, sir. You, you you saved lives at the Y. Yeah, that's right. They owe me. Those people owe me their lives, and I expect favors from each of them now. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that was weird, too, about, and I always think this, what the fuck is that phone call like? And who is that close of friends to come? Because, like, if... Crazy people. Like, if someone called me and was like, you know, I'm sitting home watching like around the horn and somebody hits me up like ring ring. Uh or I guess my ringtone. That dollar made me holler, honey boo boo. And I'd be like, Hello. Yeah, it is your ringtone. Hello, can I help you? And they'd be like, uh, hey man, it's me, Elliot. Get your ass to the court. These niggas fouled me and it's time to kill everybody. 
mm, that sounds uh, pretty intense. Uh, how hard was the foul? Man, it hit me. What do, what do it matter, nigga? Come down here. I told them that you uh, got there, a gun and you going to kill everybody. Is there is there blood, sir? Are you bleeding? Yeah. Are there any bones broke? Are you in the hospital? Are you okay? Yeah. I'm fine. Well, did they fight you? No, man. They just, they was disrespecting me and saying not to call the foul. It's like, so I just want to get this right before I get on the road. Um, ah! I'm supposed to take my gun, which I'm sure I'm registered as a gun owner and I have it legally. Yes. I'm supposed to take my gun and hop off of my couch and get into rush hour traffic. <laughs> get in rush hour traffic. Drive to a place full of witnesses at the YMCA who have heard you implicitly threaten to take the lives of a bunch of people and say that you would do it through me. I'm supposed to walk in. I don't know. If, how do I have a YMCA pass, first of all? But I'm supposed to walk in, get through security. Thugs need to be fit, too. I guess so. I'm just asking. I mean, <laughs> he must have known that this dude had a YMCA pass to get in. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I got to walk through security. All the security cameras that are filming me. All the security cameras in the gym. And then I need to wait against the wall because apparently you've decided to keep playing basketball. Are you not actually going to wait on me and then when I get there just start shooting? You actually went and played some more ball on another court and, you know, burning off the steam, I guess. So I'm supposed to lean up against this wall, waiting for you to get done playing ball and tell me who to kill. And then I'm going to go kill him in front of all these cameras and all these witnesses. And probably go to prison for the rest of my life. Because mm-hmm. you got fouled at a basketball game. No, I hang up. I just, no. Mm-hmm. And, I would, and I would say it just like that, by the way. I would say the entire thing like, so this is the plan. I'm supposed to do all this shit? Fuck you. you you're actually not a friend. You would send me to prison because you can't take getting fouled. And you know what? Uh, what I've realized is that there are people like that. They're just ready to brawl and ready to fight and ready just to pop off at all time. Yeah. And those people are typically crazy. And you are even crazy being associated with them because it's not surprising. It's like the people that they call that will be like, yeah, nigga, I'm down. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> them people are fucking insane and out their mind. And they had, they, they, they've been to jail several times for small assault, petty theft, and all this other bullshit. So you know they don't care nothing about the law or the policeman. Right. So, um, you associated with a fucking fool. Yeah. And if, you call them, you already know. Put like that. They wouldn't call you because, A, you're a registered gun owner. So you automatically knock yourself off the list. Yeah, you got a gun, <laughs> but you are a registered gun owner, which means you are attached to your gun. Everybody knows your gun and your bullets and your bullets social security number. Yeah. But the people that be like, nah, yeah, nigga. He said, what? Who? Huh? What? Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all you got to say. I'm down. Them niggas got an unregistered gun somewhere. Um, and... It's going to be issues. So odds are you're not even going to associate with anybody like that. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I know how to defuse situations. But I don't have to call the fool to yeah, come I've, solve my situation. I've never, first of all, I've never had a friend like this. No. Or, or been a friend to anyone like this. No. I'm not catching a murder case no. because you got fouled. And when I see motherfuckers out there going crazy, I'm like, all right, it's time to go. Like, like I, I'm the type of person... 
I look around when, when put it like this. Well, we get in, even last night, not to get off top, even last night we was at the, the pizza joint and some drunk girls came in. They was talking all loud. I was listening to them bitches over there. I was like, okay, they get too rowdy. We got to go. Like, like, I don't like scenes and people, you know, doing all this crazy shit. And I watch people. Folks' voices get too high. Males and females get the bitch and nigga. I'm like, all right, it's time to go. I don't mind ending my night. I'm not staying to get shot. Right. Yeah. I, well, a couple of things. One, this dude is always the common denominator in all these altercations. Like, he'll try to explain to me that in each individual case, like, man, well, see, he was saying this and I was saying that. I'm like, dude, okay, maybe you have, let's say you have a point in this one, which you probably don't, but let's say you do have a point, right? Mm-hmm. What about the other 30 altercations you got into with that 30, with 30 other people, not 30 altercations with the same guy. 30 different people. So you have gotten into an altercation with everybody in the gym. Somehow it's still everybody else's fault. It's you. It is you. Yes. Nobody else in here is getting into 30 altercations. Even the people that get into it with you aren't getting into it with anyone else. You might be an asshole, sir. And then also, after a certain age, th- there's no reason to fight unless it's for your safety. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I put like this. I don't uh, throw punches. I press charges. Um, that's how I feel about it. I let the police get the ass whooping and the beatings and the, and the smacking. I let them deal with all that bullshit. Now, I will fight if it's something where uh, there's no other alternative. And this is like in a life or death situation or some shit like that. But other than that, I'm not throwing no blows. I'm not throwing no blows. Why? Because I don't bounce back. My shit breaks and it breaks for good. And I'm out six to eight weeks. I got to go file an insurance policy. I'm grown now. It, you know, shit costs money. Now, I gotta take medications. Now I got. Now I gotta go on on um what you, what you call it um um be out of work and all this other bullshit. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is like I I think you reach a certain age, and I'm being generous by saying thirty because honestly, this I, I reached this mentality a long time ago where I was like, yeah, this, never again. But you reach a certain age where it's like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not putting my hands on anybody. And more importantly, I don't want your hands on me. Yeah, that, that, and that's the thing. I, I've, I've, uh, and I've been in this situation where people will make you fuming mad. They will make you really, really angry. But I'm to the point where I'm like this. Um, and like, I, like you have to tell children, people don't see what initially happened. They see your reaction to the situation. Right. And the person that reacted is normally the person that will get the larger punishment because they don't give a fuck about what happened before. All they know is that they see you beat somebody upside the head. Now, you know what? Fuck that. People get caught up on the rules of shit too much. I don't care about who acted first. I don't. None of this yeah, shit matters. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't care about who's going to get the blame. I, none of that shit matters. Here's what matters to me. I don't want to go to work with a black eye when I'm fucking 34 years old. That's it. That's the list of shit that concerns me. Because I've been in enough fights in my life when I was younger to know no one leaves out a fight unscathed. Unless it's no, they some, don't. Unless you're going to just jump some dude or, or beat him down with a pole or something like You are going to get hit somehow. You will get injured. Even if it's just your fist hitting their face and now your fist is fucked up and you can't type at 34 years That's old right. at your desk at work. So... To me, there's never going to be a situation where it's okay um, to get in a fight unless it is for my safety. Because yep. I can't be explaining that shit where it's like, hey, Rod, what happened to you this weekend? Uh, niggas be fouling, dog. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody gonna want to hear that bullshit. Say that to and, your boss. And you fuck around, and they be like, "Well, you're violent." Like they'll think they be trying to get rid of your ass. Like, look, you can't control yourself outside of work. How can you control yourself in a working environment? I don't think they'll fire you. I just think it's fucking embarrassing. You're you're fucking adult. Yes, it is. It's not even about all that. Like, I, honestly, is I'm not even trying to make it get into like, and then the police are coming in. This it's just literally. There's a point where fighting is not cool. No, fight is not cool. Yeah, like I said, there are very, very, very few situations that I would have a physical altercation. It would have to be something like uh, life or death of my niece or yeah. something like that. Niggas tried um, to play me is not, not a the, good mm, reason to fight. Mm, bitches be talking too much is not a reason no, to be fighting. No, it's not. Bitches, now, bitches be posting shit on Twitter about me. Oh, right. That is not a reason to cut you, stab you, assault you in any way, shape, form, or, ma- or manner. I'm too fucking grown for that bullshit now i got cuts on my face and shit no fuck you not to mention i, I don't like and this is what i was talking about with the rules people get too caught up in the rules there's no True. fucking rules of fighting there's no rules of altercation there's really no way to really stop anybody if they decide that they want to fuck you up like it, you know when people go uh man i was i was fighting this dude and this boy came from behind and knocked me out that was fucked up and i'm like right end result your ass got knocked the fuck out that's all that matters. Zero and one. You know what I mean? There's only two results of this thing and neither of them, you know, that's not good, you know? So I, I think it's just fucking stupid to be fighting after a certain age. It's just it like, is. I mean, not that fighting isn't pretty much always stupid, but just after a certain age, it's like only p- negative things can happen as a result of this. That's it. That's it. Negative things. And like I said, once you get to a certain age, it put like this. You get punched at 25, you okay. You get punched at 35, 40, your shit don't heal as quick. And it's it's just not the same. And like I said, for me, I've never really actually been the person that, that brawled and fight when I was younger anyway. And I've always told people, I'm too pretty. I'm too cute. You know, I am all that in the bag of chips and, and the side soda and everything else and some more in my world. So as far as I'm concerned, bitch, you ain't fucking me up over no bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's it's just it's ridiculous, man. Like I'm not, uh, you'll never catch me uh, fighting somebody over some shit like that unless it's just like life or death, or you know my safety is threatened. Um, I, I think it's kind of fucked up that people actually get into the whole idea of, you know, uh, I got to be a man. It's like nigga, you are forty. You have children. Yes. Like, you have a career. You have a wife. You have things that you, you really need to let go, man. Like, you can't sit around and and, and have these, you know, th- these issues hanging over your head trying to prove your manhood for the rest of your fucking life. At some point, you need to understand internally, I am who I am, and that's it. I don't need yeah. any validation because you tried to check me and talk some shit to me on a basketball court. It's not going to have me want to commit a felony murder and go to prison for the rest of my life if not get the death penalty like you 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 gotta like i don't even hang out with dudes like this like nope like if that person hits me up like hey man we should go to the club never never we we can't even go to the bar we can't even go to uh take kids to chuck e cheese we will never hang out because i am not 
a fan of that shit man it's nope like, it's, I, I i've never have and i've never been and i'm the type of person like i said i've i've never been the type of person for the violence and and wanting to beat up people and hurt people and stuff so if i know you about that we never associated i seen you and bob we never associated i never tried to be your friend i didn't want to because i'm like this i don't want to be the person around you when you decide to pop off all of a sudden i'm getting my ass whooped too because they assume i'm associated with you no yeah and all right here's my last thing um and then we gotta do some articles <sighs> this happened uh the email with my white friends um you know i have an email chain with all my white boys on it mm-hmm. we uh we just talk shit every once in a while and stuff uh been uh oh, about a decade still the only black person on the list <laughs> just saying you're the only saying. cool one baby apparently so so anyway um they they were talking about um one of them wants to buy a jersey a jersey for like an nfl team and he was like which jersey should i get um you know is it is it too tacky to wear jerseys now you know i think i'm gonna get like a panthers jersey and i'm thinking you know uh should i go with say cam newton because you know he's the, the the star of the time and the future of the franchise, or should I get some classic like say a Steve Smith? Because he'll, he'll that jersey will always be cool to wear because you know he's been meant so much to the team, and years from now he'll still be associated with being a Carolina Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Now, personally, that's still a lot of thought put into it, but cool. You're about to go spend possibly a hundred dollars on a jersey. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah, I say so too. So, um, my boy Franklin. The, the contrarian, mm-hmm. he emails everybody back and goes on this long rant about how wearing jerseys is like not only not a cool, but it's also just not acceptable for men after a certain age uh, to to wear uh, NFL jerseys. What? Well, then why are the players wearing them? Ain't some of them players older than him? Well, it, well, it doesn't. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, but the players wear them because they play on the team. Yeah, but but no, you he making a sweeping statement. So if you're making a sweeping statement, you're going with anybody over a certain age. You 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 just ain't got well, no kids wearing. Okay, it. that now you being so general that it it doesn't like you can't even have a discussion. He's specifically talking about fans. Okay, you know, um, and especially uh, male fans, um, you know, wearing jerseys. And my thing is, it's a personal preference. Um, yeah, it's definitely a personal, personal preference, you know, but he went into this long rant about how, um, it means that, that you're not only a fan of this person, but like some type of almost ownership over you for wearing this Jersey. Like, like you're admitting that they are better than you and that. If you wear a jersey, it means you want to be like that person. That's not true. So, uh, you know, apparently, you know, what you want to be like this person, um, th- th- that's why you shouldn't wear it because now everybody knows that you want to be like the, 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 the guy whose jersey you're wearing. And he also went on to say something about how, you know, you compete. He competed in college with for with athletes for some of the same chicks, and like wearing jer- their jersey would like prove that they were better than him or something like that. Just like all this deep shit, okay. you know. Okay, that's mm. not like his own personal hangups. Yeah, and uh, like, and I and I know uh, Bo is like against jersey wearing after a certain amount of time and all that stuff, and I really don't talk about it because. 
it's so trivial you know what i mean i think even bo would uh, say it would kind of be like you know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek where he's joking at you mm-hmm. and saying it's more like it's not cool you know it's not the cool thing to do but um personally i say fuck that because um everybody's psychoanalyzing wearing a jersey and it's just not that fucking deep like mm-hmm. you just want to wear a jersey let's let's be honest um these teams and these owners don't give a fuck about you. I know it's so. So all you're doing is putting money in somebody's pocket anyway. So let's say you don't wear a jersey, right? But you openly admit that you're a fan of X team and you cheer and root for this team. You're still adding to the fucking problem. You're still promoting this motherfucker. Like, just because you didn't give $100 to the Jersey Foundation or whatever, it doesn't matter. Just But it's like the the idea of even believing in sports and rooting for a team having a rooting interest in something implies that you know using their scale of uh well this means you wants to be like somebody well let's start implying all kinds of shit Mm -hmm. well it you know it implies that you support this team that doesn't give a fuck about you you know Mm -hmm. like that team can move out of your city the next year well what's gonna happen then you know like the charlotte hornets eventually were like we out you know you Mm -hmm. stuck with a larry johnson jersey Cause you know you want to be like Larry Johnson so bad, like nobody gives a fuck. Nope. You know, and the same thing with you stuck with if you bought tickets to the game, they're not gonna come out and say thank you so much for buying some tickets to the game tonight. Like it's just entertainment, and people participate in different ways. Yes, they and do. I feel like reading into all these Jersey rules and what defines manhood and all this shit. Something wrong with you, motherfucker. No one thinks like that. No one shops for a jersey and goes, Jonathan Stewart. I want to be him. No, that's they not go, how it just do it. Uh, this is hot. I think this is hot. This is what I choose to wear or whatever. I am 33, just turned 33. Right. And um, you know what? I want a fucking Cam Newton jersey. And you know what? Eventually, I'm going to get my ass one. Fight, definitely. And I don't care how yeah. old I am. I'm a female. I don't want a dick, grow a dick, and I don't want to be Cam Newton. Right. It's not like people are going... Now I'm going to get all Jonathan Stewart's bitches. No. Because I'm wearing his jersey. Like, it's just not that deep, man. It's like, uh, you it, like, does this mean the same thing with if you wear some Nikes? Do you Like, it's just such a ridiculous way. And I feel like it's people's way of, like, shitting on people for actually liking something and admitting it. And it's, you know, and, and I've said this many, many a time. And it's, there's nothing wrong with being a fan. At all. Stop shaming people for just being a fan of some shit. They're a fan of some shit. Now, is it some silly shit that we can all laugh at? Of course. Yes, but every, but most people like some silly shit that's not yeah. considered, you know, mainstream but or it's people just, look down on. Who yeah, cares? But, exactly. It's just it's that it's not that deep. No, it's not. Like It's like literally, I'm going to wear my Steelers jersey because I like the Steelers. Now, do you really have to like the Steelers? You don't have to do any of this shit. Like, it's like, well, you don't have to get that jersey because that implies this. It's like, well, you don't have to watch the fucking game. I said that again. You don't have to do any of this shit. Like, all of this is arbitrary. You know, the the entire thing is made up for us to have a pastime so we can just root for some shit and, and have a good time. It's not actually anything of significance happening on those on these fields. Like. It's just a distraction from actual life. So why are we for pretending like... For most people like, it is. That's right. For everybody it is. You know? It, yeah. Why are we pretending like the shit gotta be mega super important in order for everybody to, to understand? It's just... I don't know, man. It, it seems like such a bad um, precedent to set this 
don't be a fan Mm -hmm. don't don't be don't like go to the game watch them on tv but don't be a sucker and buy a jersey it's like the fuck are you talking about and and to and and, and to an extent not not for him but sometimes i think that a lot of it's jealousy a lot of it's like y'all ain't buying my shit y'all ain't wearing my shit so Mm. fuck them don't wear that shit either yeah i do wonder if that's it but i mean like but see, I wouldn't, it can't even be that because like, let, like say we look at Bo, right? Mm-hmm. Bo clown people about, you know, getting like, say, the Sean Carter um, jerseys for the Nets, which uh, very funny. I, I hope you guys are checking out his YouTube channel. I'll tell y'all yes. that much. If you're listening to this uh, podcast or whatever, man, check out Bonnie Jones' YouTube channel. For it's some, the best. Some of the most hilarious uh, comedy around sports going on right now. But um, like I said, I will laugh at people, uh, the idea of buying the Sean Carter Brooklyn Nets jersey because, you know, the, the Jay-Z is selling it. He's not actually on the team and shit like that. So That's I'll, right. You know, I'll, it's definitely funny. But at it the is. same time, get the jersey. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't think it means you want to be Jay-Z. No. I don't think it means that you're going to... um. You know, that you actually think he's on the team and all this shit. Mm. It, it's still like the entire act of supporting anything in a franchise is already goofy as fuck. Uh, yes, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like in for a penny, in for a pound. You're already being goofy the second that you admit that I like the Brooklyn Nets. And you know what? It's okay. Accept it. Embrace it and go, I like this. I'm a fan of this. And it's okay if you joke me. Yeah, cause, like you can clown. It's okay, right? Like, I, like that's the thing. I can see her Franklin clowned him, but then he wrote this like fucking three paragraph. Look, man, this means that you competed with these dudes for girls in college, and they ain't no better than you, man. So you putting on their jersey? That's like saying I'm like nigga. No, it's not. It's like saying I like Tar Heels. It's not like saying like <laughs> Julius Pepper got all my bitches, man. I, and I just gotta uh, submit to his dominance. I'm gonna let him pee on me later to just concrete <laughs> this shit. Like, no, man. Oh. Let that nigga be a fan, man. Oh. You know. And then plus this way, if, if you let him be a fan and you don't shame him, he can get the jersey. We can all joke on him later. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can all joke and on him. We will joke. Yeah. We will joke. Now when Cam Newton fuck up, we be like, mm hmm. Plus, I mean, we definitely don't want to shame these white people from buying jerseys because it's the only way we're going to get black last names on the white man's back. It's a conspiracy, y'all. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> Nothing funny. Let's keep the tradition going. Nothing funnier than a 60-year-old white man with Cam Newton's name and number one on his back. Why would we want this not to happen? Yes. We need to keep, keep promoting it up. this as much as possible. Yes, I am not angry. <laughs> Just walk by At like, all. LeBron James, huh? That's nice, Bob. You know? <laughs> I like that jersey. I like that last name on your on your back, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that jersey, buddy. That's a, so didn't know you were such a T-Mac fan. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, that's what you went with all right man we got articles we got to cover and shit like that um let's talk about these articles um first one was how to find a soulmate with social media okay so i saw this and um you know a lot of people out there looking for love man the huffington post is like trying to help y'all out man there's a lot of people i guess they are you know they're on twitter Mm-hmm. All in your DMs, all in your videos, uh, ah! <laughs> your Instagram, uh, everywhere, Facebook. Um, so uh, apparently, um, they're gonna help you out with some advice. Mm-hmm. Says talk about what you love, not who you, not who you like to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
increase your chances of meeting someone who shares your interest by sharing your interest so you know if you like uh movies talk about those movies if you like um you know uh being dominated uh sexually talk about that if you like um you know, the more you share about things you like, the more likely you're going to attract a follower. No, the more who, likely you're going to attract stalkers. What? Say what? <laughs> you attract stalkers. So you don't think uh, putting all your information about everything you like on the Internet is, is good, can Okay. Right. Yeah, that stock going, yeah, check, 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 check. And he'll be everything you want him to be until he surprises you with that knife to your throat. Well, this one, this one social data said she met her boyfriend on Yelp. Uh, she noticed uh, him by reading the reviews for different um, different like food places. So she would read his reviews of different restaurants and get to know about him. And then eventually she uh, hunted him down and dated him. Now it's her boyfriend. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's love, Karen. That, that, that's food love. Sometimes you gotta uh, stalk somebody's some, yeah, reviews. Some, some, sometimes I, I I gotta stalk. Oh, you was at Cowfish. <laughs> Ooh, I see you was at Sushi One Hundred and One. Oh shit! Oh shit! You oh you you just checked in at Delfisco's. <laughs> this is stalking. <laughs> uh, they also say it's okay to say you're single. Including some person, including some personal details in your profile offers an instant icebreaker. So don't leave it blank and don't shy away from mentioning that you're single. Well, like uh, maybe, maybe I'm cynical. This is going to fucking get a single woman killed. Oh, you in all these places and you single and you ain't got no man and, and, and you a mother too. That's too much information. Uh, but maybe, you know, Lolo Jones is working for her, Karen. She put out there the vibes of I'm single uh, over and over and over. So um, uh, apparently online dating coach Julie Spira says nothing is more powerful than a Facebook relationship status. Not even the power of love. That's right. Word. Mm-hmm. So you put a single out there, Karen. That's what you got to do. Uh, nothing is more powerful. Nothing. Nothing. Not even the love of a father for his child, Karen. Uh, me. Uh, I think I think Facebook is um, that virus in Terminator. <laughs> you think it's the stuff Skynet? Yes. <laughs> nothing is more important than my status. What? That <laughs> makes no fucking sense. It says here, uh, meet people. So friends, followers, and fellow users are your wingmen and dating pool. Expand your social circle via social media sites where stalking people you've never met is frowned upon on Facebook. Buddying up the strangers won't get you anywhere. Looks in the likes of Twitter, Instagram, or even Yelp. And no strangers can set you up. It's all stalking. Set you no up. strangers set you up for what? To get stabbed, murdered, <laughs> killed, raped, <laughs> decapitated. <laughs> no to all of this bullshit oh shit um so it says let's say you're on twitter because they got to give you an example can you can't possibly understand what they said earlier uh first you foster a fresh group of friends by following people who share your interests along with people they follow or mention in their tweets so now you're in the network you're in the matrix okay it could be something even simpler that helps break the ice. One person's new now boyfriend started tweeting with her because he thought her profile picture was cute. 
Wow. Yeah, like the other 20 women he followed with big booties and big titties. <laughs> yeah, okay. I need to see all his follows. <laughs> he just, yeah. he just out here mm-hmm. thirst following chicks. They mm-hmm. like, see, it could be something as simple as he saw your picture and wanted to fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's very I, I don't even put my picture up on my Twitter profile. I put other women pictures up and they start following me. I had to tell, hey, new followers, this ain't me. You will be highly disappointed. Well, also, um, you know, because this never happens in real life. You know, where, do look where, at her you're, titties. where you're looking at her actual body and not a picture that could be anybody or anything or from any angle. Yes. Uh, so yeah, apparently this is exclusive to Twitter. You know, sometimes dudes will start talking to a chick cause she's cute. No, I didn't know they, uh, didn't know we uh, moved that to Twitter though. That's we No, nobody informed me. I like that thirst following is a, uh, is a legit like, and now he's her boyfriend. Like, you know how many people are just he like... He stalked her so much that she finally gave in. Right. Um, engage with some people you follow by name dropping them in your tweets with at mentions. Retweet Are they in- explaining Twitter? Uh, they're explaining one of the things that annoys the fuck out of me. I know that much. Yeah, I say that again. <laughs> Have you seen this article? No. no. Don't want to see it. Like like it's not even and the thing is I it's not, it's, since it's not a conversation or something that relates to me it's just like it's just like it's just like I read this and it was interesting it's like why would I ever be interested in that that's right I thought you knew me anyway obviously you don't stalker so mention them in your twi- tweets you know maybe as much as possible I'm assuming so 50 60 you know at Liz locker room you know that that might get you in there fellas um <laughs> it says uh when the time is right Start sending them private direct messages. Oh, how do you know when the time is right? <laughs> of your dick. That's what it should have You know, said. what, what, do, you know, did they have to take Cialis's first when the time is right? It said, or, this, oh, this is my favorite sentence. Did Lolo Jones write this? Or, you could just invite yourself along to whatever they're doing. How can you invite yourself along? Nigga, that's stalking. I told you at the beginning of this fucking article that this was stalking. You act like I didn't know what I was talking about. This is stalking. It says once it's out on Twitter, it's kind of open game for people to say, oh, you're getting drinks after work. Mind if I join you? Really? Lunatic and stalker person. Same holds true for other social sites. Whatever website you're on, people notice and love it when others take a shine to what they're sharing. Use your interest in what they're saying as an end. I did not know that. And and my is thing, that true? It probably is because the thing is that there are a lot of wonderful people on social media, but because the way social media is designed, all the private stalkers that were stalking people in real life go shit. I don't have to follow you no more. I can stalk you online in the privacy of my own home. No, 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 no. That's not the part I'm talking about. You think it's true that people. When they say, like, going to cowfish for sushi today, what they, they, what they really mean is, anybody want to come and just hit me up on Twitter and, and show up with me? You I think that's what they mean? I don't think that, but for some people, you're giving a location to where you are, so you're telling people, hey, I am here. Oh, I get why the stalk. We're not talking about the crazy people. I'm talking about the people that are just saying, like, uh, about to go to the gym. This, you think they're waiting for someone to hit them up randomly like, I want to come. 
No, they're not. I don't, I don't think it's um, true. No, they're not. Um, and that is why I advise people not to put I am here and I am there because one day you're going to be somewhere and somebody else going to be there with you that you didn't plan on being <laughs> there with you because you gave your exact location. I am the mayor of my house. And it's like, yes, so-and-so just checked into your house. Yeah, I, that's right. Uh, anyway, get a room, you two. No, really. Once you've made initial contact and things get even slightly more personal, move the conversation to a private place. On Facebook, it might mean messaging instead of public wall posts. On Instagram, chatting on a private message app like Kick instead of commenting on photos. There's also good old email, Gchat, Skype, and AOL Instant Messenger. So, gotta get, take it private. All Damn, right. AOL, that's whole, just old school who uses aol i don't know it seems like i don't know i don't know people that still got aol instant message i guess it said and move it offline dot dot fast oh we, we're taking the strength the fucking one from stalking the fucking i don't understand this article <laughs> i like the fast in there unless you're anthony weiner you'll never be satisfied by flirting solely on the screen the most important part of online dating whether it's traditional online dating or not is often is getting offline Said Laurie Davis, a dating coach and founder of eFlirt Expert. Here's Davis's step-by-step guide to moving from Facebook to face-to-face. First, start messaging privately by sending a link to something that touches on the topic you and your love interest discussed before then. Mm. Mm, like them titties? Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, eh, you sent me a link to, I am interested in those titties, so I guess that would work. Yeah, I do. I did like to piss your ass in the habit. Send me a few more of those. Then at the... <laughs> I mean, since we want to go fast and furious with this. <laughs> then if the person invites, you can get a bit more flirty and personal, David advises. Step three, if it seems like there's a connection, ask them out. If it seems, oh, it's going to be a connection. A connection between your sperm and that, they sperm and that picture. <laughs> of course, while everyone on a dating site is presumably single. Oh, okay, okay. You're talking about dating sites. I okay. thought you were still talking about Twitter. I was about, I was about to say, like, hold no. up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no guarantee the person you're messaging with on Facebook and Yelp is even available. That's a risk to be wary of, and all of the more reason to be sure that before you meet, do some sleuthing. This is the final step, guys. Finally, a reason to embrace oversharing. Use do all of some stalking. Right. Yes. <laughs> like you haven't even met, and you doing background checks on these random people. Because oh, people are crazy. And my thing is this. When y'all take it to this one-on-one, mm-hmm. be sure you get to know their name. Be sure they name it at <laughs> 105 and that's all you know them by. <laughs> I'm serious. you talking about social media. People don't put that. People don't even have their real names as, as their Facebook <laughs> profiles. But I'm in love, Karen. I'm in love with 83507 <laughs> nine, <six>, <laughs> I love them. And they love me. You can't stop this love. <laughs> Come on, people. Oh, Be man. smarter than this. Quit stalking, folks. Successful social days. Sorry. Hold on. Uh, use all of that information people put on social sites to your advantage. In the hopes of avoiding a meetup with a married weasel or worse, social daters will often friend a person on Facebook. Then do some snooping on their friends' interests and activities. Oh, my God. Is this what people are doing now? Yes, it is. I, I, I tried to explain to you with social media, stalkers don't have to hide behind the bushes no more. They ain't got to peek in your bedroom windows no more. They ain't got the waste gas following you back and forth to work no more. They don't have to do that. 
Social media has has saved the stalker nation. <laughs> Successful social daters also recommend the reviewing reviewing whether someone has shared on the social network to be sure his or her story isn't riddled with inconsistencies. The public nature of most social sites ensures that you can check up on other people someone has been flirting with and what sorts of tales they've been telling. And no matter what site you use, don't trust the photos. Let me tell you something. Oh, you gonna, gonna don't get, trust the photos last? Yeah, but anyway, y'all gonna get a lot of people feeling fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Y'all out here looking for evidence of shit. Y'all gonna be like, oh, he liked her status. I thought we was together. And we gonna I thought be, it was supposed to be us. And you know what? We gonna be reading a guess the race on your ass. Guess the race <laughs> of the person that got stabbed on the Facebook comment. We have read a lot of this shit happening because of Facebook articles. Yes, because people are fucking insane. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Speaking of, uh, you know, it's, it's it's about time to be handcuffing them, man. It's getting cold out there. <laughs> it's about can't to- be losing the winter is coming. Winter is coming. So we got another article too that uh, people might be interested in. Um, top ten ways to flirt with a woman sexually. This is on AskMen.com. Okay. Oh Lord. So this should be interesting, Dan. <clears throat> so fellas, you know, mm-hmm. if it, when you do get to meet them first to face, face to face off of Facebook. Uh, it's time to take it to the next level. You don't want to blow the face-to-face impression, do you? So, number 10, speak in a sexy way. What, what, what's a sexy way? Think you can turn a woman on with a high-pitched, squeaky voice? Think again. Well, damn, I already don't have a choice, chance. You sure don't, sir. Shit! You feel like this. Just cross yourself out the running. Well, I guess I'm... Uh, fuck this list. <laughs> Women pay more attention to your tone of voice than to the words you speak. When you flirt with a woman in a sexual way, work on improving your delivery. Speak slowly. Hold eye contact. Deepen your voice and pause. Who is this? Marvin Gaye? That's right. You got to put them pauses on her. Be careful not to be overly dramatic and cheesy. Think James Bond, not Austin Powers. These style points help you convey powerful sexual undertones in your communication with women, and they will help you build attraction and sexual tension fast. Uh, I don't like this one. This starting off on the wrong foot. Okay. I come to dinner with you. We having dinner. I don't want you busting out the bare white on me while we having dinner. Just talk to me like I'm a person. Okay, hey girl. Hey, girl. How, 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 how you like that? That salad over there, is it, is, it, is it all good? I'm looking in your eyes and talking slow, just like the article said in number 10. <laughs> She's going to look at you like you insane. <laughs> All right. Number nine. Accuse her of being the aggressor. One of the best ways to get started is to accuse a woman of trying to seduce you. <laughs> accuse her of trying to seduce you. They must not want this night to end well for nobody. It's like, I see you trying to get up in these drawers, girl. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Dressing like that. Oh, sexy. You coming over here to uh, seduce me being all aggressive. For example, if she mentions something about her house, such as I just moved into a new place or do you know how to install a wireless router? You should say, wow, you are trying to get me to come over to your house already. I'm not surprised. Women, women love it when you do this. Don't be surprised if she really does try to get you to come over soon after. Yeah. And set up that wireless router. (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna be in there with a hard dick trying to figure out the password to the internet mad as fuck 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you trying, you trying, you trying to get a man stabbed or cut because they act like this, A, they act like this shit is easy to do. And then B, you, every woman is different. And when you get to A, accusing her of being aggressive, you're not going to end the date right there. I just like the idea of like, uh, I, I know women hope dudes read this article so they could be like, I just need someone to come cut my grass. Like, oh, girl, you ain't got to do all that to get me over there. I'll be over there tonight. And you're going to cut that grass and be like, all right, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going to end. I actually have a date after this, so I appreciate you cutting the grass. I know so. Um, number eight, show her you're a stud. So you got to show them, guys. Women want men who know how to please them, but you can't come right out and say I'm a great lover. Instead, use sexual innuendo to indirectly convey this message. For example, say you are at your place making a drink for a woman and she says, wow, you're good at that. Look her square in the eye and say, I'm good at a lot of things. She'll get the hint that you're a stud and be dying to find out more. <sighs> who wrote that line your grandma that's an old ass line i'm good at a lot of things i know you are sir and the, the <laughs> this the, sounds like the dialogue the, to, to porn, porn. <laughs> yes you know first first you come in you you got to be a great you know accuse her of being aggressive talk to a sexy this is a real fucking article i can't this oh, is why this is ridiculous this is, this is why you don't ask men apparently for this love advice no because they don't obviously they don't know uh, number seven, get her to use you, quote unquote. Women accuse men of using them for sex all the time. So why don't you turn the tables? The next time you do something considerate for a woman, tell her, so you're using me already. Next thing I know, you'll be trying to use me for other things as well. Okay. First of all, that's simpish, simpish as fuck. Like I'm over here cutting your grass, so you using me already, girl. Until you use me up. Yeah, Bill Withers. Bill Withers, someone like, see, that's what I was saying. I was macking him. <laughs> yes. Simp ass music. Uh, she'll find this role reversal hilarious, and it's a great way to bring on the topic of sex in a safe, fun, and non-threatening way. Do they know a lot of women don't have a fucking sense of humor? What about this? Don't they understand? I think this is what happens when you porn is where you get all your uh, information sexual, from. Where you yes. get all, where, where you get all your sexual conversations from. It's like, see, women love when you say, "Would you like your pizza with extra sausage?" You pull out your dick. They love it. That's number seven. Let's do that. Uh, she'll find it hilarious and blow you because they can't help themselves. Yeah, you don't get a lot of men's feelings hurt following these fucking instructions. Number six, make boring conversation sexy. So conversation is boring. You got to sex it up, guys. When most men first meet a woman, they ask her typical boring questions like, where are you from? What do you do at work? Women usually hate it when guys do this. But you can. They do? Yeah, they hate when you get the norm as like a person or listen. Fuck that. But Fuck what, that. I don't <laughs> care where you from. Where that ass from, girl? But you can set yourself apart by using these drab questions to turn things sexual quickly. For <laughs> Like, what are you going to sound like Pepe Le Pew? Anyway. Oh, for, bro, this. For, <laughs> for example, when you find out a woman is from, say, Spain, <laughs> now all you got to do is meet women from Spain, right? You can say to her, hmm, you know what they say about women from Spain, don't you? What, they're a little spicy? What if I'm not into Spanish women? Well, you know what they say about women from Compton, right? Um, (laughs) Then let your sly smile and rock solid eye contact suggest that you know Spanish women are, well, let's say, a lot of fun. I like that each one of these come with the creepy 
eye contact and smile like the Herman Cain smile and the, and the unrelenting eye contact. And you know what? This article in that last article, I think the same person wrote the article. The first article was how to stalk them. The second article is once you have stalked them and you got them to go out on a date with you, this is what you do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We're giving people advice for, you know, it's handcuffing time, baby. It's getting cold. It's cuddle weather. We're going to help y'all get y'all woman today. Number five. Apparently so, and she won't be going nowhere. Number five. Literally. <laughs> right. Number five, bring sex into the situation. I, I, I really feel like the first, the first five will also bring sex into the situation. Well, okay. A great yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I really think a porn site person wrote this. And whoever wrote this, I, I really don't think they really understand uh, the dynamic of women. You act like just constantly talking to, about sex to a woman is just going to eventually make her fuck you. Yeah, I think no, by the time we get to number one, it's going to be like, pull your dick out. Just pull your dick out. And, and smack across the forehead. Yeah. Then, then that'll get the point. Women and love if, that. Yes, and if that don't get to the point, just bust a nut in her hair, and she will completely understand women that you it. meant business. She will find it hilarious. Hula- and you all will laugh at the fact <laughs> of what you just did. A great way to flirt sexually with a woman is to compare some of her outside the bedroom activities to what goes on inside the bedroom. For example, let's say you get a woman a cup of tea. You can follow up. <laughs> Where's all these drinks coming from? All right. I don't know. I think every example is like, let's say you're getting a, <laughs> getting a woman some coffee. Now, what you want to say is, would you like cream? And by cream, I mean my dick. And then slap her in the face with it. Mm-hmm. And she'll love it because she wants to fuck you. Yeah, she came ready to fuck. For example, let's say you get a woman a cup of tea. You can follow up by saying, looks like you're on the receiving end today. Do you always receive or do you like to give it times two? What? Oh, I will take that hot tea and bash it in your face, sir. Uh, that just sounds like a dude that might be into like getting some from her too. You know what I mean? Like some of that, uh, Deidre from Where's My 40 Acre style action. <laughs> Do you like to receive or do you like to strap on? Because I need some. Well, baby, I, you miss, she miss around shocky. Well, baby, I can do both. What you down for? Crack a slight smile and you will know. she will know exactly what you were talking about. Her strapping on and giving you some, I guess. Yeah, I'm assuming so, sir. Number four, pay her back. Let's say a woman does something nice for you and then teases you by saying, that's okay, you can pay me back later. Why not take the currency sexual? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow! Oh shit! This it's like what? What is this written for? For the rapist? It's like I bought you. I, I bought you know. Um, I got a discount at my job, so I bought you these shoes. You know, but um, you know, it's supposed to be a hundred, but it's only forty. You just pay me back later. I pay you back with this dick. Wait, wait, what? I actually wanted the cash. I know, right? The cash is more important than I don't want $40 worth of your penis. I'm good, sir. So you, what you do to the woman, you say something like, pay you back. Hmm, I'm short on cash right now. Do you have any creative payment options in mind? Because, you know, one. Nigga, women, cash. You know, women love dudes that don't have access to money, right? That's a big fantasy of theirs. Oh, yeah. But, oh, then, yeah. but then, two, creative options in mind. Yes, paint my fucking house. Right? <laughs> like, wash my car. She's gonna be doing fucking chores. Trying yeah, to wait, trying wait to her, to, her back. Yeah, waiting on her to tell you to fuck her. That's not. Oh, number three. Ugh. Another fun way to tease a woman in a sexual way is to accuse her of being naughty. 
and her everyday activities. For example, if a woman tells you she just was in the shower, ask her how it was. And if she gives any positive response, reply something like, nice shower? Interesting. What exactly were you doing in there that made it so nice? I'm curious. Getting the dirt off my body because I stank. Yeah, I had a nice shower. You playing with your pussy, ain't you? I mean, uh, uh, I'm smooth with it, though. I should have said it with a deep voice. Um, number two, let her know that you know. That you know what? Want to know a secret about female sexuality that 99% of men don't know? What's that? Here it is. Mm-hmm. Many women feel compelled to vacuum their house when they're ovulating. What? Some experts believe it has something to do with wanting to clean the nest before laying her egg. So when a woman tells you she is vacuuming, say vacuuming. Are you? First, how many women are you talk to that tell you like I'm vacuuming? Anyway, I know it comes up in conversations with me all the time. Well, I tell you this: if you only vacuum when you ovulate, that's a dirty ass house. You are you vacuuming once a month? <laughs> so I'm telling you know. Hey, well, that's the case. Shit, I'm ovulating all the goddamn time because I vacuum clean. So when a woman tells you she is vacuuming, say vacuuming. Are you ovulating or something? She'll be stunned. That's a turn on. <laughs> that That's not something going to get you fucking cussed the smack smooth out. You know how the ladies love when the man brings up that ovulation, Karen. You got to bring up the ovulation sometimes. You got to because period talk is so sexy to women. I, like sometimes, you know, I'll hand her a, a glass of sweet tea because I'm always having a beverage in my hand to give these women. And I'll say, uh, looks like you like some ovulation with that. And that means that I know, Karen. Mm-hmm. So she'll be stunned that you know this and wonder what else you know about female sexuality. Of course, if she doesn't know what Word. you mean, fill her in. Women love it when you teach them something new, especially about themselves. Who passed this? Congress? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Republican congressman uh, wrote this one. This article. Yeah, they was like, hey, you don't know nothing about yourself. Let me show let me- you. Let me educate you about your butt. Let me show you how your pussy works, Ken. Yes, and how you ovulate, apparently. Number one, find the double meanings. The English language is literally packed with, with words you can twist around to create sexual meanings. Wet, juicy, hard, fast, hot. The possibilities are endless. For example, if she says her drink is big, another point with a drink. Anyway. Then you're going to have them toe smashed by the time you get number one. Right. I think that's what this article is really saying is if you date a woman that is always drinking, you got a good chance of fucking no matter what you say. That's what I took from this article. Because every point is like, say she's drinking a big ass puddle of vodka. Um, (coughs) You can come over to her and say, you like Russian. I like the Russian them draws. And she'll say, (laughs) and she'll say back to you something she'll find it hilarious and say you go yes you are drunk enough to get out of here um let's say she'll she says i my drink is too big and you can reply something like with something else like big can be a good thing don't you think you'll be surprised how easy it is to add a bit of sexuality to everyday conversations once you start looking for opportunities so there you go guys well i tell you one thing um women carry mace with you and if you see a man you talking to hit any one of these 10 items, uh, you need to leave. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you dealing with a rapist and a stalker. Yeah, that's 10 ways to flirt with women sexually uh, for y'all's of y'all out there that's struggling. Uh, I guess it's time to get into some guess the race. 
um the audience favorite part of the show that's what that's this is what they've been dying for yeah we know that what the audience is really about um you guys want to do some racist stuff so let's uh go ahead and get into that basically it's a game where we read articles and we ask the audience uh to participate by guessing the race of the people involved um so let's start with no further delay let's go ahead and start with this one apparently another reason mr span needs to get out of detroit Uh oh She may not be Goldilocks, but a woman makes herself right at home in a property that doesn't belong to her. Now, the homeowner wants this woman out of her house, but she's having a tough time giving the squatter the boot. Fox News' Taryn Asher live in Detroit with more on the intruder who just will not leave, Taryn. Yeah, and you know what? Um, we actually, she just came home right now, but we've been waiting to speak with her all night because the homeowner <coughs> says that uh, she unlawfully walked into the house, took ownership of this house, and has been living there and refuses to leave. She just pulled up right now. And uh, before we get to our full story, ma'am, what do you have to say about that? Are you a squatter? I would like, no, I'm not. Why are you not a squatter? I would like to park my vehicle if you don't mind. Well, I, we would like to know because this woman says you moved in and you won't leave and she owns this well, house. I can tell you my credentials. It's, you know, why I'm here. Uh, she says that you said this was part of a program. Lane. I have, yes, I have a construction lien for the repairs that I put into the house. Uh, someone had broken into the house on July the 4th and they stripped the radios, radiators and I made a report. But she said that you broke into this house and oh, you no. have been living here oh, no. because you said that you have the right to live yeah, here. I've been with her since uh, October 9, 2012. And then in February 2011, she we had to vacate because the boiler was damaged. The only thing I took, I only little either publishing company i took all my books and my writings all right well time, she, but my furnitures were still left in here one more one, one more thing she also said that you said that this was part of a program that you felt that anybody who can go into detroit take over an abandoned house and live there well i'm an advocate for affordable housing that's a part of my campaign as a u.s right she advocating for this affordable housing yes she is free, free. um so I think because the clip is six minutes. I'm not playing all six minutes, guys. Guess the race of the squatter who moved into this Detroit house while these people were out of town for a year. And the judge has now forced uh, them to live with the squatter. Um, Just check the chat. I'd have been pissed. A descendant of Christopher Columbus, says Andre. Typical blackness in my Karen voice, says Leonard Brothers. (laughs) Um. One who believes white love can save all blacks. So he's saying a white woman. I hear that. Uh, the correct answer is a black woman, guys. Mm-hmm. It was a black woman. Terrell said in the north, we call them Puerto Ricans down here. They're Mexican. Well, the correct answer was black. It was a black woman uh, trying to get squatters rights on this woman's house. Wow. Yeah. All right. Here's another guest the race article about a woman who was denied the ability to work. In Obama's economy. Uh-oh, can you believe this? Here we go. I don't think anybody should have to go through that. 20-year-old Jennifer Rogers got turned down for a job at the Tilted Kilt, a bar and restaurant in Palm Desert. She's not upset about how she got turned down, but why? Because the skirt was a size too small that I could not work there because of I couldn't wear the uniform. General Manager Brian Vandermeer explains. We have uh, very specific costume requirements that the girls need to fill. And they're actually hired as entertainers and not servers. Federal law prohibits <gasps> hiring discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. There's nothing about body type. 
The law also includes a special clause protecting the tilted kilt's hiring decisions. Employers can skirt the law if there's, quote, a bona fide occupational qualification reasonably necessary to the normal operation of that particular business or enterprise. That means businesses like the Tilted Kilt may hire people who fit their brand. Why should someone have to look a certain way to work at a different place? It's not fair. While the management says they initially feared they might not find enough people to fill the Kilt Girl entertainer roles, they say they've been pleased by the turnout. I have definitely been surprised. Um, you know, we've had a great turnout. We've had a lot more people than we expected to actually fit the requirements for this position. And we are really excited to be able to bring them to the Valley and show the Valley what we really have. Two weeks from its... Who was that, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Why was he talking about that? Week. Grand reopening. The Tilted Kills already hired 140 people and more on the way, but not Jennifer Rogers. Everyone's perfect the way that they are. And we shouldn't have to look a certain way. Greg Lee, News Channel 3, Palm Desert. Oh, man. So guess the race of uh, Mrs. Uh, Jennifer Rogers, who... Uh, and I'm assuming that Kilted Tilt is... Tilted Kilt. Tilted Kilt is like Hooters. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. The chat room says, let's see. Evo says, one who sits at home, watches Days of Our Lives, eats cheese cubes, she's fat, too. And you know what's funny? Um, I didn't think she was like really fat uh, when I saw it. She, she's a little pudgy. She thick, but I mean, she wasn't like some disgusting ass. Like, ugh. But yeah. when you look at the uniforms that they would have them wearing, yes. and especially if hers was already too small, she would basically be muffin topping that 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 skirt, dog. Yeah. And and uh, and what they might as well say they strippers or yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I I feel like uh, the 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 hooters and all these places are like one step below stripping yes like i actually prefer strippers to them because they just seem more upfront about it um yeah, ain't that the truth lance says whitey uh leonard brother says one with the same color and body type of a polar bear <laughs> andre says she was a white woman with a fat ass who dates black men not in obama's america mega skater says white cameron booker says cheese eater and everybody knows that's white. Uh, the all right. So the correct answer is white woman. Yeah. Plus, I feel like only a white person would be bold enough to call the news. Like it takes and a complain. special. It takes a special type of privilege to feel like. Let me call the news because they obviously have not been made aware of the fact that this is going on. And when they find out that they are not letting people who are slightly overweight dress in skimpy ass uniforms ah! and serve beer, they will be as outraged as I was when I was turned down for this job. No, they're going to play their article and won't nobody remember you as soon as it ends. Yeah. All right. Um, Jacksonville. Oh, Florida. A Jacksonville man was indicted on tampering, a tampering charge after used enemas were returned and resold <gasps> oh my goodness mm-hmm. did it have alcohol in them uh, <laughs> that's maybe, my question maybe that's that's what the problem i don't know a 34 th- year old jacksonville man was indicted thursday on a federal charge of tampering with consumer products after as many as 12 enemas were used resealed and returned to a cvs store in san jose boulevard wow Several other used enemas were uh, were resold to unsuspecting customers before tampering was discovered. Ronald Eugene Robinson had been arrested June 15th at an apartment complex um, <clears throat> on an out of county warrant. Oh, an out of county warrant. Jail records show 
if convicted, he faces up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine, according to prosecutors. Mm, it'd be 12, one, one per anima. CVS spokesperson uh, Mike DeAngelis said the pharmacy uh, alerted the sheriff's office and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration as soon as the staff discovered the tampered enema packages. You do got to be suspicious of anybody like, ah, I'm returning this enema. It's like, for the 12th time? Yeah, man, just, uh, I didn't open anything. It just uh, didn't work. Just didn't. I decided so, I Something like that, trigger. I should be non-returnable. I don't mean no harm, but it's like, certain, if, if it goes up your ass, it should be non-returnable. Uh, we fully cooperated with the authorities in their investigation of this matter and worked closely with authorities uh, to identify and contact any customer who purchased any of the potentially impacted Enema products. Uh, he said in an email statement, we're not aware of any similar incidents in the past. Well, would you admit it if you were? No. Yeah. Um, the indictment says Robinson purchased prepackaged CVS Enemas between April 10th and June 15th. After using them, they were returned for refunds saying they were unused. Samples of the fluid in the bottles tested by the Florida Health Department found fecal matter. Oh! So he wasn't even cleaning them out good. CVS said 21 customers identified as possibly purchasing any of the soil products were notified. The man's vehicle tag number, coupled with his purchasing an enema package with a credit card, led authorities to the suspect. Robinson's former wife was shocked to learn of the incident, but said he he did have some drug problems. Wow. But like, what drug problems would lead to you needing a, a, to get an enema thing and return it? I have no idea. I mean, maybe that's some crackhead shit or something. Just I don't some know. new shit. I don't, we don't know nothing about. Well, guess the race, guys, of uh, this uh, public enema dude. Wine and cheese enema user. That's that old <laughs> That's that old gay neighbor on the family guy for sure. One who has participated in drinking alcohol via the anal cavity. Old perverted white guy and pedophile. <laughs> According to Megascape. Why are you throwing the pedophile part? That's no reason. <laughs> that doesn't sound like some creepy shit. I don't blame him. That sounds like, weird. He's like, and obviously a pedophile. Um, you doing something he ain't got no business doing. One who takes his bath sauce up the ass, white. <laughs> white says Cameron Booker. And OG butt chugger Caucasian says Kanadu. <laughs> butt chugging. Uh, yeah, correct answer is white. Yes, it is, y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another guest the race article. Um, this is about a young rapper who got killed. So, guess the race. Here we go. Learned the young man shot and killed in Kansas City, Kansas on Monday was a rapper. And tonight, his family, friends, and fans are mourning his death. Here's KCTV 5 Sandra Levis with the story. This is a music video featuring Chad Ford, known as Creepy Face. The 37-year-old rapper was killed yesterday morning in the 1300 block of North... Wait, ho. 37? <laughs> Did I say 37? Who is this? Snoop Dogg's cousin? 37? <laughs> Maybe Dragonfly Jones wrote the rap for him. I'm assuming so. 48th Street in Kansas City, Kansas. Police say neighbors told them the car Chad was in and another car started shooting at each other. Chad was wounded and died at the hospital. Chad's manager says that his talent will be missed in the music world where he was working hard to succeed. Got up there and just very talented. Um, people would come in and 
watch him do one performance and they would want to do things with him constantly. KCK police confirmed that Chad was involved in an ongoing feud with other rappers in town. Chad proceeded to go on his own. Um, and the other side had bad beef. Um, they just didn't want to see him rise. And um, it just got, it got out of hand. It got out of hand. Right now, police need the public's help in locating this rapper known as Michael Myers. His real name is Michael McKeon. He's a person of interest, wow. and police need tips to come in about where he could be hiding. In the meantime, Chad's manager has set up a memorial fund to help his wife and three children with funeral expenses. Nigga, you got wife and three kids, and you fucking trying to rap. Get a job. He's not just trying to rap. He has violent rap beef at, at 37 with three kids and a wife. Still trying so, to make it. So now all I got is debt and your old ass rap tapes. <laughs> that ain't paying for shit for me and my three kids. <laughs> We're going to feed these kids, creepy face. What about these kids? And his manager lied. Hey, he wasn't doing shit with Kanye. Jay-Z wouldn't be, it, fuck, even 2 chains wouldn't even mess with him. By, I don't understand this. By the way, the title for this article is Gunfight Leaves Young Area Rapper Dead in Kansas. That's why, I not read that. That's why when they said 37, I was like, 37? You too fucking old. Very, very few people can rap past the age of 25 and be decent. Very, very few. Karen, he was, he was 37 years young, okay? Just 37 uh, years young. Whatever. Now, if you want to know more information about that memorial fund, go ahead and go to their website at www.creepyfacekc.com. There's information there about how you can help the family with the funeral expenses. In the meantime, police need your help with this homicide investigation. If you have any information about where this person of interest, Michael McKeon, where he may be tonight, you're asked to go ahead and call the TIPS hotline number at 816-474-TIPS. Reporting live here outside of the Kansas City, Kansas, police station i'm and you got a fucking name called creepy face that's probably why most people didn't want to mess with you <laughs> and then could you imagine the funeral service the wife sitting there crying but like hey, hey man i'm i'm sorry about what happened to creepy face you know you know i'm i'm, I'm sorry he had to die like that you know he you know he was kind of creepy and all that you know but 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 he ain't die in vain you know <laughs> what up the creepy face what Fool. shout out to creepy face for a little alpha creepy face. Yes. I just like the idea of uh you know, I think uh they need to get Sir Smart a lot to do a uh do a memorial tribute for this dude. When times are hard I pick up that car with the creepy face. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Creepy Face. Yeah, Creepy Face Day. You know, Creepy Face across the shirts. You know. <laughs> He scared the kids. That's why the kids, you know, you know, kids love two chains. Kids didn't mess with creep, creepy face. Sound like a pedophile. Now, no, no, mama, I can't mess with creepy face. Mm-mm. <laughs> free, free creepy face. Free creepy face. Free him. Oh man! All right, chat room. It's time to guess the race, man. Oh, <laughs> creepy face. What they say he was young and he, he was, was thirty. Creepy face was hot in them creepy streets. Oh man, I blame two chains for this. All right, <clears throat> white, possibly a skinhead, said Mega Skater. Insane clown posse reject. 
white, white, white <laughs> face paint on. Uh, one who talked talked the way, <laughs> one who talked way too much shit about being a lost nigga in a URL rap battle. White named himself after a horror movie. Uh, the lighter half of the hip hop Dalmatians. <laughs> That's from Terrellin. Uh, Canuck Duke says there'll be plenty of Jägermeister poured out on creepy face in the Aryan brother rallies in Kansas city. Uh, one who helps Heisenberg's boy sell meth. <laughs> White says Cameron and Tupac's brother. Uh, correct as it is. Creepy face was white, y'all. Oh man. I, I couldn't believe it. And you, the craziest part of the article is the dude that killed him was white. I was like, white? Yes, white on white violence? We have finally reached a post-racial America. Yes, we have. We can have white on white. White violence? Rap, hip-hop, violence. Ending violence. They breaking all the stereotypes. You know, I was like, thank White you. people moving up in the world. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah, thank you, white people. You know, now just make sure y'all run from fire dress, too. Mm-hmm. Teased by her family and friends about her flat pancake booty, April Michelle Brown had always been insecure about her backside. Once she got enough money, she told herself she'd buy herself a better one. I don't know if I wanted to look like Janet Jackson or J-Lo, the, J- the Los Angeles cosmetologist, 46, says in an exclusive interview. Um, I just wanted a new, bigger booty. Tragically... Her quest for curves cost her all of her limbs and almost her life. Damn. Yeah. She didn't, now she didn't even have a leg to stand on, Karen. In or ass to sit on. In 2004, Brown said she paid a pumper. <laughs> I hope it wasn't Brian Pumper. I hope not. An, unlicensed, uh, uh, an unlicensed person to inject industrial-grade silicone into her buttocks. So many people taking the short route. I think if you're going to put... Any chemicals in your body, body you might want to go to a professional. Uh, am, am I, and maybe this is just me, and maybe I'm old-fashioned, and maybe I just don't give a fuck. Whatever I have, that's what I have. You're not cutting, chopping, slicing, dicing me unless it's absolutely, positively necessary. Whatever you got. But even if you were going to, why are you pay looking money. for Why are you looking for the discount flea mall rate on... A cut that leaves something inside of your body. Everything can't be Walmart. Everything can't be from the Dollar Tree and the 99 cents though. Sometimes you gotta sacrifice and go, excuse me, to the expensive joints. And my, my thing is this. What she did probably is like 50, 60, 100,000 dollars literally to probably get the work done properly. Pay the money. I bet she would have her arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least somebody she could, you know, have male pra- They would have at least male practice pra- insurance. Something. And, uh, yeah, she's probably leaning on a lot of stuff, Karen. She had her legs and no arms. Yeah. All right. So, um, she can't recall how much the woman actually charged. Maybe 500, maybe a thousand. For that type of work. Nothing in your mind say, mm, this might be too cheap. That's, yeah. First of all, with the Groupon, it's probably only 250. She's just scared to admit it. Ha! Yes, sir. Uh, but she says the area became intensely irritated and painful and the skin blackened. By early 2006, she says the silicone had hardened, causing her severe pain and infection, ultimately requiring her to have life-saving amputation of her limbs last year. So she didn't even go to a doctor, like, what, right away. two years? You said 2004. She didn't go to 2006? Yeah. Now adjusting to her new life with prosthetics, Brown shares her story. 
and her warning to others tempted to check out pumping parties uh what is a pumping party that's where they do these things like you have a party and then they go okay you put you um you know they get, they put some silicone in. You know, it's what like, right there on the board bed on the floor. We 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 ain't trying to be sterile. Mm-hmm. You don't know what kind of utensils they're using. Yeah, I just feel bad for all the dudes that showed up to pumping parties and found out it's not what they thought. No, we 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 ain't the same type. We ain't pumping. We ain't in the same pumping category. Uh, I was left here for a purpose. She says, I have to get the word out so that nobody else makes this choice uh, to lose. All of their limbs. <gasps> wow. So guess the race chat room of, uh, what was her name again? April Michelle Brown. Uh, quad, quadra, like no, no arms, no legs. I wonder if people that like were either born or injured or lost like the use of their limbs through like, you know, something that, like, you know, just that they could, could not be helped or some random coincidence. I wonder if they look at people like this and be like, man, fuck you. Like, yeah, like, like, really? like, like you lost yours because of your stupidity. I had no control over losing. Like this dumbass shit, really. This is what's up. This, like, you didn't know that this shit was dumb as shit. Like, fuck you. Oh, um, anyway, it's like with that scene in a uh, half bait when uh, <laughs> when uh, they, 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 he's like, I'm here because uh, he's in uh, Narcotics Anonymous for smoking weed. <laughs> it's like that. When it's just like, yeah, and I lost the use of my legs because uh, I. Went to a pumping party and I had my body filled with uh-huh. silicone from an unlicensed person. It cost either five hundred or a thousand dollars. I'm not sure. I, I it was paid over. Yeah, but time. I got this from a car accident from a drunk driver. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then everybody's just like, "Fuck you." Get yes. Out. I was shot by a random bullet in a drive-by. Okay. Uh right, fuck you. Uh, all right. The chat room says <clears throat> a young jungle bunny whose dream was to join the twerk team. Mega Skater says no ass has to be white. Uh, Crash Test Dummy says, "Well, now she is white." So, <laughs> Canuck dude, that is wrong. Cameron says, "Snow Bunny, one who's <laughs> who, one who's those dumb shit." Then wait, hold on. I think ever might mess up. Huh? One who does dumb shit, then cause they survive. They think they have a purpose now. Don Vito White. <laughs> Oscar Pistorius, new girl. Mm. Correct answer is black. Mm-hmm. She was a black girl, y'all. I didn't read what art, what magazine it was in on purpose because it was Essence, and everybody would have got it right. But yeah, it was a, a black, black girl. woman ashamed for having a small ass, then went out there by any cost. By any means necessary. Well, I don't care what color you what color you are, women. If you got an ass and a vagina, uh, you, people are going to have sex with you. I'm sorry to break the news. You do not have to change your body. Yeah, it's just too bad one of those men didn't know how to talk sexual to it. Could have gave us some confidence. I stalked it just right. Yeah, you didn't have to go to a pumping party. Take this lemonade, and I'll pump you up with something else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. California man who performed as a clown on L. Taryn Laren gets 10 years for raping a 12-year-old girl in 2002. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was and this the pedophile episode? How many pedophile shows have we had? No, I mean, no. Uh, we ju- we've just we been joking about folks, pedophiles, and stalking all day. Uh, well, I wasn't equating those with pedophiles, but okay. <laughs> a sick sex predator 
who worked at a as a birthday clown for Los Angeles around Los Angeles will spend ten years only ten years will spend ten years behind bars for kidnapping and raping a twelve year old girl while wearing his clown makeup and clown mask. <gasps> but he has ruined clowns for her for the rest of her life. Amen. Like yes, some people are un just like unapologetically afraid of clowns for no reason. She got a reason to. She's the one. Like I, this is the one person that has a legit reason. And then when you start explaining it, like, because you know how people always get in these conversations, it's like, well, what are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of uh, spiders. It's like, yeah, oh, spiders is creepy. I hate those. What are you afraid of? Oh, I'm really afraid of clowns. Clown, get the fuck out of here. Clowns like Ronald McDonald. Why you afraid of clowns? You little punk ass nigga. You bitch. You afraid of clowns? <laughs> clowns. Kids go to parties with clowns. Nobody's afraid of clowns. And then all of a sudden she's like, I was raped by a clown. Yeah, you know what? And she, you can't she, argue with that. She got the right to walk in, walk and look Ronald McDonald's in the face and say, "Fuck you, clown." Yeah, yeah. You can't argue with that. You'll never win. You'll never win. Uh, so Jose Guadalupe Jimenez, guess the race, oh, wow. 43, who entertained kids of the name L10 Lauren, was busted in 2011 after investigators matched DNA taken from another crime to some from the girls raped 10 years ago. Oh. So because he had the clown makeup on and all this shit, they didn't know who it was. I wonder if people didn't believe her too, because it's like, oh, a clown, I, I, a clown raped you. I bet you really? so. And, she, and, 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 and then and I guess you, the magic dwarves hopped out of the spaceship. Could you imagine the description? Be like, yeah, he had red curly hair and a bright red nose, and his face was all white. He had on red big floppy shoes. Yeah, you know, because it's a child, you know, and and right. and, and yellow shoestring. Nobody could ever like either. They didn't believe her, or they mm-hmm. just would be like. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, they, they, but she was like, his his outfit was half yellow and half red with big purple buttons down the front. Yeah. Look, girl, why you lying? Yeah. And then, like, every time you hump me, it would go, hunk, 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 like, over and over. And I didn't understand what was going on. And then, like, when he got done, he pulled out a, a towel, a, one of those, like, handkerchiefs out of his pocket, but it took, like, ten minutes. Yeah. He's like, now clean yourself up and threw, like, a whole bunch of <laughs> tied-together handkerchiefs uh, on he, um, sh- um, sh- um, They um, blow one of them with some party things and party things, how you blow. And they go, whoo, yeah. whoo. Yeah, the folk is traumatized. And then, and then he hopped in a car, but it was, like, 15 other clowns in there, so I didn't know what he was. Yeah, he, they, they just all mixed together. It was a tiny car, a tiny Volkswagen as it rolled away. The depraved bozo was dressed in his clown getup when he nabbed the girl from outside a fast food joint <gasps> around midnight, uh, uh, January 19, 2002. He drove to a school parking lot where he raped her, then took her to a seedy motel where the sexual attack continued. Damn. Mm-hmm. The girl managed. So wait, he went to this hotel dressed as a clown? Nobody thought that was weird. Nobody thought that was. The fuck kind of hotel? They, did they not have like someone that worked the. You see a clown dragging a little girl up to a fucking room. You don't go, huh, that's weird at midnight. Mm-hmm. Must have been one of those places where you just turned to look the other way. Must be. Cops said the case went cold because the girl couldn't describe her attacker beyond saying he was a Hispanic man in a clown costume. So that's the only way she could describe him at 12. Of course. Uh, the problem was, the only description was he was a clown. Um... The break of the case came when Jimenez was arrested on suspicion of abusing a relative's child. 
<laughs> oh, so this is some shit he been doing for a very long time. Explains why he wants to be a clown, I guess, to wow. be around these kids. Yes, and I wonder, I don't mean how many other children has he done this to, and they literally have gave the same description this little girl gave, and everybody just was like, you lying. Yeah, I don't know if there's like serial clown rapists going around. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, because I'm pretty sure when this little girl initially said it until this nigga got caught, mm-hmm. nobody, a lot of people probably did not believe this little girl got raped. For nine years, Jimenez moonlighted as a pudgy Ronald McDonald lookalike at children's parties while working uh, days in construction. A handful of videos from his performances are still on YouTube. After his bus, cops found several clown masks, costumes, oversized shoes, balloons, and puppets at his. Anaheim home. Uh, Jimenez pleaded guilty to two counts of lewd acts upon the child on Wednesday and will have to register as a sex offender. And I would say guess the race, but this ain't Hispanic man in the article, so that would just be redundant. Yeah, my bad, point. chat room. Um, all right, let's uh, let's do two more. We got then we got to go do some football stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, I just yeah, let me move to this one. I think you guys will get this one right away. Uh, a Wellington woman crawled 30 meters on her hands and toes through a small drain to reach three ducklings <laughs> what, that probably would have died if not for her determination to save them. Meredith Cole squeezed past rubbish and dirt to rescue three ducklings after finding them near a, a rubbish tip yesterday afternoon. Cole and her husband had visited the tip to drop off some glass clippings. They started diving away, uh, I mean, driving away from the dump when Cole noticed a group of ducklings in a distressed state because they couldn't get out of the shallow culvert that they found themselves in. She managed to rescue three, but three others ran into a nearby drain 30 meters long and just the width of her shoulders. Uh, They were only two or three days old. They were just tiny. I was crouching. I was crouched on one. And end up, I was crouched on one end, throwing stones, trying to get them to come out of the other end, but they had just given up. One looked close to death when a man pulled over to see what was going on and told her they would probably all die. She decided she would do everything she could to make sure that that didn't happen. It was a bit like Fear Factor. I didn't want to go in, but I did. All I could do was drag myself on my elbows and push on my toes, which means she probably didn't have shoes on. I was just planking through for 30 meters. If if I had been, if it had been today, the drain would have been rained out. Two of them were in quite a bad way, but I just put them on my top and took them home. Uh, Cole uh, called the SPCA, who put her on to Duckman Craig Shepard. She kept the birds at home overnight, took them to Shepard today. Uh, there are about 160 ducks at Shepherd's Duck Rehabilitation Center in Johnsonville. Wow. Yeah, that's sad, man. Because the duck rehab is one of the saddest places you can go. Like, all those ducks strung out yeah. and stuff. And, you know, Broke using down drugs. Daffy Duck. Yeah. You know, when yeah. He, you know, back in the day, you know, they ain't tell you the real story about him and Bugs Bunny, how they used to, you know, go and get high together. And he was, you know, recovering. He was on that stuff, you know. Yeah. So he had to go to the rehab. You see Donald Duck in there and shit? Mm-hmm. It's like, Donald Duck, what are you doing in here, man? What? You used to be big time. I used to love you when I was a little kid. You in duck rehab now? What happened? He's like, I can't believe this. I got stung out on quack. <laughs> uh, I'm a quackhead, okay? I smoked the TV. Um. All right, so 
<laughs> Look for me. I'll be on TV next week with all the other X crack cartoon people. Yeah. Um, let's see. Most <laughs> it's <a> fucking terrible <laughs> job. Most are ducklings who have become separated from their mothers for one reason or another. Debbie duck moms walking around here trying to get another man. Without their mothers, they are dead within hours, particularly in weather like this. The mother protects her ducklings from predators, keeps them warm, and gives them the oils they need to be healthy. Shepherd will look after them for several months before finding them a new home. So, guess the race of the woman who sludged through the sewer to try to save three ducklings. Married Asian woman with a cheating husband whose girlfriend is a crackhead. <laughs> J. Cole's mother, white. White, so, so, so hippie white. Huey Lewis and Dewey, Huey Louie and Dewey's eternal, eternal savior. She will, will be kissing them on the beak soon enough. Well, that's not a race, Andre Joseph. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, so this lady reenacted Shawshank Redemption for some ducks. Peter, member white. Uh, Leonard Brother says, whiter than Howard the Duck. The correct answer is, of course, white. Only a white person can show that type of love. Yeah, them dolls, I'm not them dolls, them uh, birds would have died. A ninja dressed, a ninja dressed Cordova man who attacked the new husband of his former wife was found guilty on a lesser charge of assault. Uh oh. Jeffrey Morton, 51, was originally charged with attempted murder in connection with a November knife attack. After a two day trial, jurors decided a lesser charge of assault and battery of a high and aggravated nature was more appropriate and found him guilty on that charge. Morton was sentenced to 11 years in prison. If the attempted murder charge had been left in place, Morton would have been facing 30 years in prison. Officials said during the November 7, 2011 assault, the husband of Morton's ex-wife was stabbed by a black-clad assailant lurking on the property early that morning. Dressed like a ninja. <laughs> I'm not joking. He was dressed like a ninja. The spouse, 44, told authorities he was leaving for work around 4.30 a.m. when he noticed a ninja-clad suspect standing in the back of his car. He yelled to his wife to call 911 and then asked the suspect, the subject, what he was doing. The ninja man then charged, stabbed the spouse with a knife, according to an incident report. <gasps> a struggle ensued in which the spouse suffered several wounds, including a stab wound to the back. During the fight, the spouse managed to yank his assailant's black mask off and hold him until deputies arrived. What a fail of a stabbing. Wow. Right? What a fail of a stabbing. You stab somebody. He and failed ninja still school. They are still strong enough to not bleed out and hold your ass down until the cops arrive. Wow. What? No, Naruto would be ashamed of this man. Yes, he would. He would send you back to ninja school. Yeah. Uh, he de- definitely. Um, you you did not master the arts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, authorities said that the attack followed um, several instances of harassment and property destruction. Kakak. Uh, What's his name? Kakashi Sensei? Yeah, Kakashi Sensei. Kakashi Sensei is sitting somewhere like, see, mm, that's why you got to do your training. Mm-hmm. Should have used uh, substitution jutsu. Uh, so guess the, ah. race, guess the race of the ninja assailant, the man who stabbed somebody, tried to kill him as a ninja. Brother of the black Spider-Man Karen saw the other day. <laughs> White wannabe Asian ninja, who else would fail so bad? Reduced charges, didn't run that dumbass over, didn't even bring out a sword. White. White guy should have got that Hattori Hanzo sword. Uh, one who didn't finish his Bankai training, who was starring in <laughs> who was starring in America's version of Bleach, White. And Cameron Brooker with the ever so simple, White. Correct answer? 
black. It's a black man, y'all. Oh, yeah. He watched too much Ninja Scroll. It's a one who was, it's one who was scared of, of fire drills. Yes. That's who it really was. And he was not Afro Samurai. Yeah, I don't even think we read a sword story. I, I got a ton of them. Look, we got to read one before we leave. Of right? course. Um, so let me see here. Um, doo, 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 doo. Give me one second, y'all, to bring up a sword article. All right. All right. Sword wielding thug jailed after Dumfries shop terror. A Dumfries shopkeeper yesterday described as paltry the 16 month jail term handed to a sword thug who attacked him. Sword Thug sounds like like a spinoff of No Limit or some shit. <laughs> and I'm rolling with the motherfucking sword thugs. Y'all ain't ready. And I'm rolling with the motherfucking sword thugs. Oh. We're gonna stab you up with these swords. Oh. Who needs guns? We got swords. <laughs> News agent Paul Bedford claimed the 20 year old Dean McMinniman picture below showed no remorse when he appeared in court for sentencing McMinniman. What a terrible name. Oh, yes, horrible. McMinniman was previously ple- uh, previously pleaded guilty to a terrifying attack, which left Mr. Bedford and his partner, Audrey Delaney, fearing for their lives. Mr. Bedford said his defense was that he was on drink or drugs. And that is that says it all. Really? There was no apology. He certainly wasn't sorry for what he did. Not that I would accept it anyway, but you have to question what a paltry prison sentence will do to change him. 51-year-old Mr. Bedford added, this scumbag is now exactly where he belongs. I bet he wasn't talking about this shit when that dude had his sword at him. Of course. It's hardly a punishment considering he is most likely to be back on the streets less than a year after it happened. We have moved on, but you have to say that it's not real justice. I was there. I saw with my own eyes what this thug was trying to do. He had his mind made up. He was going to hurt or even kill Audrey and I. And is a short jail term reflective of that? I have read about drug addicts stealing things to feed their habits who get prison sentences like this. What is the difference between the theft of a product and a potential loss of life? Man, this dude had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Sentencing McMinniman to 16 months, Dumfries Sheriff Kenneth, Kenneth Ross told him that it would have been two years, but for his plea, early plea, Mr. Bedford felt that the sentence has little deterrent effect. Well, I mean, is he going to go out there sword thugging again, though? Uh, (laughs) Come on. I don't think so. He said, my biggest worry is that it doesn't exactly send out a message to others. You know, many, many. uh, You know what, dog? Wait a minute. I'm tripping. I'm on Mr. Bedford's side. You right. (laughs) I am tired of these sword thugs getting a slap on the motherfucking wrist. True. Fuck him. Send him to jail like you would if he had a gun. For attempted murder, attempted robbery, he wouldn't get no fucking 16 months. Oh, I was drinking and on drugs. If it was a gun, you wouldn't have said that. My biggest worry is that it doesn't send the right message. Okay. I looked at his face in court this week. He had absolutely no remorse for what he had done. Because these sword owners don't feel remorse. They're not like us. They don't have <laughs> real feelings. They're not responsible with the shit. And somebody has to make an example out of them. Yes, we, 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 are, we are advocating that swords should have the same standards as guns. McMinniman, described in court on Tuesday as a prisoner of Palmont, had admitted behaving in a threatening manner at Henderson's news agents on July 21st, brandishing an ornamental sword and attempting to force entry. The court also heard that he threatened to assault a police officer when he was off duty and said he would rip his throat out and bite his face. Oh, he admitted threatening the two members of the staff, repeatedly striking a glass panel on the door and shattering it. 
Uh, Deputy Fiscal uh, Allison Harold told the court last month that Paul and Audrey, 56, were in fear for their lives. Um, they were waiting on newspapers being delivered around 5, 10 a.m. when McMiniman appeared on the other side of the road with the blade in his hand. The couple had to barricade themselves inside the shop until police arrived. McMiniman was seen by police after the attack, carrying the sword in his hand before he dropped it and ran off. But he was quickly traced and arrested. Mr. Bedford, a former pub owner from London, added, I must give credit to the police for their handling of the situation. They were quick out at the time and dealt with the guy quickly. Audrey and I have moved on. We have put this ordeal behind us. And quite frankly, I'm more concerned about the form of my football team. Henderson's Colts, then this scumbag. So I got a quick plug in for this football team. Yes, sir. But uh, nah, I'm with this dude. Fuck this sword on him, son of a bitch. He needs to be in jail for life. Yes, he does. And uh, if he was, you know, if he was had a gun, it, it wouldn't even be a fucking question about it. All right, man. Uh, this is the Blackout Tips. We'll see you guys Thursday. We have Keith and the girl on as our guest. You know, interview them for a little bit. Can't I am so excited about that. I Seriously. cannot wait. Looking forward to this more than The Walking Dead coming back. I clear. And um, I'm excited about The Walking Dead. It's time to come out tonight, don't it? Yeah. Yes, sir. And, of course, um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for uh, participating spreading the word for the show. TheBlackoutTips.com. Check out the About section. You already know all the feedback information is there. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. The show Twitter is uh, at TBGWT. Our sponsors were Shadow Dog Productions, and they're having their sale for October. You get 20% off when you spend $20, uh, $10 or more. Yes. But also... They are now um, selling uh, their box sets, and you get $3 off of that. So, you know, they, these guys are looking out for us, and we have collections and comedy and stuff, and it's the only way you get to hear me in my cock-blocking skits, so you might want to see that. Um, make sure you guys do that, man. I, I appreciate you guys doing it. Also, Adam and Eve, uh, go to adamandeve.com, use the code TBGWT, get 50% off of one item you get free shipping you get three free dvds and you get a central item i can't even tell you about uh vote for us on stitcher man make sure we Please get nominated y'all um the links are already on our facebook page and all that stuff but i'll send them out again um i think that's about it for now um anything else we gotta add karen mm-hmm. we do everything we sure did all right guys well until uh thursday at five o'clock be there so you can hear us talk to Keith and the girl. Yes. Keith and Hamda. Um, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. You already know the motto. Rich niggas fried out. Wealthy niggas fly out. And no kidding. You broke ass niggas. The cannon. Continue to walk it out. Hostet Don Cannon. Oh yeah, it will be a part two, baby. Back in the 80s and 90s, niggas was getting money. Bricks was 20. Shorties running around with them missiles on straight dummy. Them legs on them chickens was spreading like gin rummy. Dealing with a bad hand, but we dealt with it like a man. Got our fingernails dirty, we dealing it hand to hand. Never laid it to heart that the government had a plan. Shit, they let us on the plane with just Vaseline and Saran. So we assembled our 18s, hopping out of them vans. 5.0s and typhoons to ghetto tycoons. Car booties got moist. When them engines with drone Should blame it on Ronald Reagan He let all the cocaine in Papa Bush was the head of the CIA then One of his chemists made a mixture called crack It attaches to melanin So it's worse if you're black Nancy Reagan waged the war on drugs 
Translation in the ghetto, it's a war on us. Back then it was breaking money. Two for the block. 36 months for a $5 rock. Mama's rent is 900, but it's 20 for my chain. The more things change, the more that they stay the same. It's Obamanomics. <laughs> uh. It's Obamanomics. Come on. Fast forward to 2012, we still in hell OGs is dead, just coming home or still in jail It's like they coming to a new world, the aftermath of crack A rapper owns a team, the president is black Yet and still, most of us in the trap The game's evolving, but most of us can't adapt Back in 90, our troops invaded Iraq 2012, Obama just brought them back Back then, you was killing them in the lack Now they act like you can't stun if it's under a hundred racks Weeds got no seeds, drove us the new hustle It's a million CEOs, every rapper is Russell We eat McDonald's, wash it down with our Coca-Cola Hopes of being rich, reduced a lot of at the local store <laughs> You really ballin' or you really poor Eating or eating off the floor We call it so fun money